All righty. Welcome to this week's episode of Bevon. I'm Leonard. And I'm Gregory. And here we go. The last show of the of 2021. Uh, this will be. Um, so we have. Um, I don't know how many episodes we did this year. I, we think we came close to like I think 35 episodes, 36, 37, somewhere around there. I think maybe we, we're basically doing a a show a week almost. So. Seems like it. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a full, almost a full year, almost a week per, uh, an episode per week uh, uh, that we've done. Um, we don't have any, do you have any current events on the agenda for today? No, I saw it. I thought you had some like hidden ones, like, uh, <laughs> like I have some hidden stuff. I'm going to pull out like a wild card, but I got hidden stuff. The only thing I saw that just broke probably about an hour ago is that Betty White uh, passed away. Oh, okay. Yeah, at 99, so that's another, 99 that's another one of those Mandela things. Like I, I thought that that I, I would have thought that she was already gone. It's like the uh, the the Madden. I thought he was gone already. Oh yeah, and John Madden. Uh, yeah. Madden to Desmond Tutu. I thought they were all gone. So I'm like, so when I see it, I'm like, oh, okay. You know. Yeah, uh, Betty White. Just I think it just broke a couple hours ago. Maybe um, she was 99. Wow. And I just saw an, an advertisement of their them doing a big thing for her hundredth, which is like in a couple of weeks. So unfortunately, oh, no. she didn't make it to that uh, that big uh, centennial um, birthday celebration, which I'm sure they're still going to go through it just as like a memoir, like a yeah. more in memoriam now, I think. Yeah, she probably told him like, hey, like, if you know, if anything happens, if I check out too early, go ahead and do it. Like, celebrate. yeah, 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 yeah. She, her personality kind of kind of seems like that. <laughs> um, she had a, like a foul mouth uh, with some of the stuff she would say, right? I mean, she wasn't she she wasn't opposed to working blue if necessary. No, yeah, I think she did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm calling this the whale show because uh, I guess it's New Year's Eve, so I broke out a bunch of uh, heavy hitters from the uh, from the salad, which I'm not even sure we're gonna get through all of them mm. today. I thought. I, yeah, I, I thought this was the, the New Year's Rotten Eve uh, uh, show. The, yeah, that too. That's <laughs> the New Year's. What's Rotten, like, what's, Rotten, what's Rotten Eve? What does that mean? Oh, so that's like a reference to the 1994 Howard Stern uh, uh, pay-per-view. Oh. That, that came out. Yeah, I think it was 1994. Because I think that's the last time that I ever got together with friends, school friends. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, to celebrate New Year's. So. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. they definitely pulled out a bunch of stuff from the uh, the seller. Um, some of the stuff which I haven't had before, so it should be. Uh, hmm. So then, uh, while well, we drink, while well, we drink, the, well, definitely the cable car haven't had. Never okay. had. See I, see, I thought we had it at some point, but it's. Possible I don't think I ever had it. it. I don't think wow. I ever had it. Hmm. Um, and then, uh, and then we'll get to whale. We'll talk about some whales and what, what would have been whales for us in the past. Uh, oh yeah, ten yeah. years or so, and go over that list. Um, well, dealer's choice. What do you want to do first? Um. I don't know. I guess I can just reach in. I kind of wanted to do the, like you said, because the cable car, like, I don't, re- I, I think we've, I think I've had everything else except for the, uh, the cable car, but I don't know if you want to start off with the sour right off the bat. So, yeah. You know. I, I don't, I'm not a mind. I don't mind that. Everything else okay. going to be dark and heavy. So. Um, yeah, exactly. It's going to be like, it's going to be like a, a deluge of stout of not even just stouts, but Imperial heavy. past beyond Imperial. <laughs> Okay, All so right, this is um, cable car. It's a barrel, barrel aged wild barrel from the Lost Abbey. Um, this is uh, 2020. Um, 
Let's see. Does it have a? Does it say what kind of fruit is in there? Uh, does it have fruit? I thought it was just a. Oh wild no! Does it have like peaches or something? I don't think so. I mean, I mean, I'm not. A, I'm not the expert. It's kind. Of, I kind of figured it's just like duck, duck, goose, where it's just like a you know. A, don't they like have fruits? Don't they have fruits in the in the in those? I don't think no. Not that I know. Oh, okay. Let's see. So I'm gonna open this thing up here. Yeah. Let's see. Give it a pour. It's that's if I can open this top. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like I'm having like a problem. <laughs> like, cause like John had asked me like if uh, if I should open these tops, like before. yeah, like the pre like, to pre. Yeah. And I was like, nah, it's okay. Cause I was able to open all the other ones, but now I'm like, now I'm a little sore today. So like uh, yeah, I try to I try to make sure they're tight but not too tight. Yeah, uh, which is weird because I I was telling you earlier one of the one of the the, the jars uh, spilled some of the beer, so. So you're able to open it? No, I'm not. So hold on a second. Let me, <laughs> like uh, let me take a pause the... here. I, I, I got to go get I got to get my tool to like open up. Okay, stuff. so you're gonna pause. I, yeah, I have like a grip thing. I got to use. Uh, hang on. Alrighty. So you got it opened? Yes, I do. Yeah, those are and those are, <clears throat> yeah, those are filled up all the way to the uh, to the brim. That's why they were probably leaking. Oh yeah. Well, like I said, like the the uh, I think it was the GBS that uh, it it was on its side. So which so I guess in the future you have to put like an extra like like even if it's oh, empty, like a filler, yeah. like, like a, a filler, place, exactly. a placeholder. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Did you pour that? Yeah. No, I'm gonna drink it out. Of, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink it out straight out of the. <laughs> like uh, I mean, it's, like, it's classy. Looks like it's like moonshine. It's class. it's yeah, exactly. It's it does look like exactly. Keeping like, it classy. Keep yeah. it classy. <laughs> I do have like a small. I do have the small glass, but I'm like, you know, why? Like why? Like I don't want to combine them, and they're all in glass. Anyways. Keeping it classy. All right, here yeah. we go. Cheers. <laughs> like, Parazet. It's New Year's. It's okay. Not, I was gonna say it's not as sour as I was expecting. Yeah, it to it's be. more balanced, and it almost like fades yeah. away at the end. It's like the the uh, the acid, the acid and the um, the tartness fade away at the end. Yeah, it yeah, is it's balanced. definitely balanced. Yeah, I was expecting it to be uh, uh, like a sour pop, like uh, like the duck that goose is pretty is pretty sour. Or at least if the, I'm not uh, mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, this is actually ranked higher than duck duck goose. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, this is like a yeah. It's definitely one of the definitely balanced. Is that not, definitely yeah. not the sour bomb that uh, I was expecting it to be? Good, solid. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's definitely solid. If you like the, the the goose, this is definitely what you're gonna you know you're gonna want this. And and we don't get a chance to drink too many of these types of sours anymore. Now that we have like the fruited like the fruited Berliner Weisses that we uh, that are drinking now. True. We don't we don't have our in a regular rotation these. Uh, yeah, these funky sours anymore. I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, and I'm not really. Um, I'm kind of like over the old school, you know. Stuff. Really, I'm, I definitely have have moved towards the the Berliner Weiss and stuff like that. Yeah, so then that Cantillon event would not have been uh, the event. For I mean, you. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to say no to it, but it's definitely it's definitely not the same as when we first started getting stuff like you know, like the Lost Abbey and the Russian River sours. It's definitely not like that anymore. Yeah, that's definitely uh, those are kind of the the classic, like the yeah. classic lists. I think. Yeah. What, what was um? We got that uh the untapped um the the year in review thing. Yeah, 
Yeah. What was your number one style? It's got to probably be the oh, same as mine. Shoot, I think it was I was sending you pictures for all that stuff. It should have. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to pull it up as we talk about this. Uh, yeah, because mine was. Stuff. Uh, I, and I was thinking that I probably have more check-ins than you do. I, I don't think you. I yeah. think you check in less than I do. So I have. Yeah. Yeah, because I was kind of shocked at how many check-ins I had of the. Of, my number one was Drecker. And I literally had like, I think it's like 32 check-ins, you know, different, uh, man, I didn't realize I drank that much Drecker. You mean the, for like the top breweries? Yeah, the top brewery. was My number one was Drecker. Uh, yeah. My number one was Drecker as oh, well. Okay, so you did. Okay. Then Alvarado. Yeah. Then Oh, no, Can- my number two was Adroid Theory. So. Oh, there you go. And then Canteon, probably because I went to that Zwanzi and I, I checked in like 20 oh, of them. Oh, yeah. And then Monkish, and then Russian River. Yeah, mine was, um, yeah, yeah. my Adroid Theory was number two. Wow. And then number three was Alvarado. And then, um, let me see what else. And then, uh, this is kind of like a weird, like, a, I mean, I, I, it's kind of neat because it's kind of like the music thing that we do. Yeah. I guess it's like the new thing now, so. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah. And the number one, for some reason, I had like, um, um, like uh, Pliny was like the number one beer that I have, which which really? makes sense because yeah, because Pliny's always been like a solid, you know. And I always give that like a, I think I always just give that a five right off the bat. Uh, it's just like you know, so it's like everything else was like um, like I had like Pliny the Younger had at four point eight, which I think was a combination of like different years, like the, like the different years that we had it. I see because I don't yeah because because you can't do five, uh, four point eight in the right uh, without when you, if you don't pay for it. So. So my top beer was Biggie's Bodacious Blueberry Banana uh, Blueberry Brunch Bonanza oh, by yeah. Alvarado yeah. by Alvarado yeah. Street. And yeah, then the next one was uh, Beyond Atomically by Monkish. Oh, okay. See, I had see number two was actually Water Water Balloon Fighters for me. So. Oh, okay. So another Monkish uh, on yeah. your list. Yeah. And then I had Starry Noche. From uh, Wellworks, yes, from Wellworks, and I think that's yeah. I had that at the uh, at the mm-hmm. Cantillon event where people were just bringing bottles and, and oh, like okay. <laughs> people had brought bottles and were just popping them left and right, like rent. I see bottle share type of a uh, type of type of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. My number five was actually Brain, Drecker Brains Raspberry Mango. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Did you th- so, you, you that's all you you uh, you listed five beers off. Yeah, I didn't, I because you know, how, like in the thing, it it shows your your top fives. You can actually check on it to see like what the what no. you know the actual. No, but you, you named know. five beers right now. No, I th- oh, I had so also you... had number three was was the twenty eighteen fundamental observation. Oh, there you go. And then number I... four was planning the younger. So that's oh, okay. Yeah. I had uh, so the story note you had is three. Number four was uh, Cantillon the Goose, hundred percent lambic bio. 2005 so i think probably one of the bottles oh, wow. we bought and then oddly enough this number five was that quadruple dobis um by oh, cellar maker that i remember oh, yeah. enjoying yeah. a lot hmm. and it was a quad so it was like 10 or 11 percent um, yeah i remember that one it was good i remember every i still remember it so um yeah. definitely enjoyable yeah what was your number what was, so you, what was your number one beer style can you find uh, that let's see it's the top the beer style is the uh, IPA. The IPA. Oh, really? Yeah. See, the number. See, my number one was the uh, the sour smoothie pastry. The uh, <laughs> you know the fruited the fruited sour. And 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 it's that specific. 
Yeah, well, that's the that's that uh, that's what they classify it as the sour smoothie paste. Like it's you know it's okay. like a it's like a fruited beer. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the number one for me. My number one is IPA, then stout, and then sour ale. Oh, were the three. Oh, you can actually see beyond that, then. So yeah, okay, because I can only see the one, and then below it it says like top beers of on Untapped. Is that the same thing? Is that the um... no? It's uh, different, isn't it? Yeah, because after that I have the, like my top five breweries, which we went over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then talk about venues, like yeah. top five locations. How many badges I, I earned this year? I don't year. even think I have that. Yeah, like venues, like zero for me. Yeah, because you've like, been out. Yeah, like zero. Home, like, home. like we're not even going to show you that. Like, home. it's like a big X on there. Yeah. Not applicable. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> man, man, I can't believe, I also can't believe I had so many of the Adrian Theory beers. I, I, I guess we really have been. Uh, yeah. Getting those beers. Yeah, we get lucky. As soon as they have them, uh, as soon as they have them at a, a Royal, then I head over there and basically yeah. buy one of each. So yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, and then don't, don't forget that's on top of the stuff that we get from uh, Tavor. So right, right. Did we pop right. all those Adroid theories last time? I don't remember having. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, we did. Did we have the? Did we pop them all on the show? I think <laughs> we did. I, I believe we did. I don't remember having. The, it was it was, uh, it was it was it was four cans, right? It was four yeah. cans. We, yep, we did them all. We did, yeah, because you know, I don't remember having the GI Joe one, but I think we did talk about that. That was major blood. Oh, that, that I think yeah. About, right? Wait a minute. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Think about. It. Yeah, we did talk about major blood. Wait a minute. Like, like, why would we talk about that? <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's talk about whales. And um. I'm not sure. When define so for you? What, what? What? How do you define a whale? Well, I can tell you, like back in the day, like whale, whale, like meant like super hard to get. It's basically it was like a you know it was hard to get. It's basically the white whale. It's like the you know that's that's what it basically stands for. Super hard to get, rare. It's like you know you 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 know about it, but you're probably never gonna drink it. You know that's to, that's what the whale was, and, and, and the actual category was like kind of broad because yeah. it could be anything from a beer that you just you know that was popular in another part of the, another part of the country. Yeah. And, yeah or it could have been something really big like a a vintage you know like 2000 something you know so so either difficult to get a hold of because of the regional availability yeah yeah um yeah or limited production limited production run yeah and also yeah well that's and also too like whales also were like beers that were like like um brewery only type stuff yeah you know, like examples would be like the darkness you know our dark lord um, you know, like a Huna stuff like that, where it required you to actually go there, you know, and get it. So that you mentioned two of the big ones, I think, right there, Dark Lord and uh, yeah. and Huna, which you yeah. st- we we still can't get Huna over here. That's true. Well, you still have to you have to go to the to the event. I mean, it's more accessible now and stuff, but yeah, you still have to go there. So but I mean, we've I've never purchased it in a store. I mean, they have the like their their standard. You can get to the Jialai, I think they 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 distribute now. Oh yeah, Cigar City has all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's you know Huna Day is you, know, you got to come and you got it's and, and you get, I guess you get it at the brewery too. But uh, yeah, you got if you want the bottle, you got to come down here and get it. So you, I don't know if you follow them on uh, on social media, but they're releasing the Huna in a can this year. Oh, okay. So, I, think, yes. I think you mentioned that. Yeah, Huna yeah. will be in a can for the first time, and I think um, just because they want to try to make it more accessible, so you can yeah. you know. You can do like two cans versus, um, oh my gosh, I don't know, but you can do two cans versus the one bottle, two to three cans versus the one bottle, depending on, yeah, 
on how much is in a can. So uh, yeah. coming up in March. Uh, I'm probably going to go this year, I think. There you go. I think probably gonna. I think I'm gonna. You can get go. those like expensive variants, like the uh, like the double, like the double barrel one. It's, that's still like a white whale. That double, the double barrel, uh, Huna. That one's still because that, that's that's an expensive bottle. Even getting it there, so it's like you know, so it's not like you, you get you know first you got to be there and then to get get a chance to buy it and it's still expensive. Yeah. So the Huna is a whale, and then you get the variants that even yeah. make it more elite like the double yeah, barreled huna exactly and, and that's similar to dark lord dark lord's the same way where you go and get their standard beer on that day and then they have like all those variants is dark lord because huna huna is not barreled aged right the the standard right. huna and, right exactly and so the the dark lord also is not barreled aged um or is it some of them are i'm not sure if all of them are but um because, because you know, I could say the same thing for dark, uh, for darkness. Um, some of them aren't, and then some of them are. So it's kind of like one of those things. You know, some years they are, and some years, some years they're not. And so the, the darkness that we're pouring today is that barrel yeah. aged, or no? that's not barrel aged. So I'm, yeah, I'm, like, I'm a little bit. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like, scared. How, like, how do you know? Because I, oh, because I have two bottles of them. How do you uh, yeah, know? How do you know up. which one I have though? Um. Well, the you have the the red wax with the with the with the art on there. Yeah, that is the 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Or wait, the 2014? Yeah, 2014, I believe. That's the um, that's the one that you have. You know, you, I mean, you can look them up. You know, people have like the uh, like their like their, you know, they they'll number them and stuff, and they'll tell you what they are. And, yeah, so, so I believe that's 2014. And this, I'm assuming, is, it says Russian Imperial Stout. So it's, I'm assuming it's not barrel, a non-barrel. Yeah, it's age. not. Yeah, as far as I know, it's and, and it's it's right. It's under 10. percent So I'm expecting it to be kind of. I'm expecting maybe a barley wine. It's going to be like uh, the adjuncts are going to be gone. I mean, think about it, that's old. I mean, that's you know a barrel aged you know beer should last longer, but a non one is going to be. I'm, I'm imagining. I'm imagining it's going to be like a barley wine when we drink it. So, so, so darkness, dark lord, Huna. Yeah. Um, what else comes to mind? There's other breweries that have stuff like a uh, toppling Goliath has like those. Um, and they, I guess they still are because it's still hard to get. God, it's like that morning brunch one that they have, uh, or morning the, delight. Morning delight, yeah, that's on my list. Morning delight, but they also have that SR seventy one, an assassin. They got like assassin. <laughs> Don't so, they have like so, that you know, big that big. Uh, gosh, I don't think I can say that. Like the big boob assassin, is that is there one called like that? Oh no, no. But that was that was yeah, that was like a gosh, that was probably like a saison or something. No, no, oh, no. Was this, it? Assassin's like a it's like a barrel. It's like a it's one of their big ones. So the assassin SR seventy one and the, uh, the those are all still big. You know, if if, if you're gonna talk about modern day like whales, those are still ones that you you try to get. We we had the um, we've. We had the uh, the morning one, but yeah, had that, so. yeah. Oh, and I've had that. Re- I think I had that recently at um, at the Pastry Town. I believe they were pouring. Yeah, that. and that's like a high. That's like a high rated one. That's like it's like four seventy or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. Rem- remember telling you they were going to pour it at uh, Monsterland, but the oh, the yeah. the keg malfunctioned or something like that. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we can't like uh, like 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 the taps not working anymore. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That was it. Wow, uh, and then don't forget the the their IPA was was uh, highly sought after the uh, King Sue. For, oh for yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's true. Yeah, those were yeah those were big cans back in the day. Those are cans you would trade for. Yeah, you know, they they weren't you know if you knew somebody you could get those though a little bit harder 
the other stuff is more harder to get because you really have to have somebody that goes to the brewery and gets it. Whereas, uh, whereas the cans of the, uh, the I think the King Sue, you could probably find those back in the stores back in the day. If right. I'm not mistaken, but, but, but not, Kingsley. but not, not in, not in Los Angeles. No, not, not in Los Angeles. Yeah. No, no, those are, those are all trade beers. Yeah. yeah. Anything that's from here is not going to be a whale unless it's, I mean, I mean, technically a lot of the bottle logic stuff that we have was, yeah. you know, back in the day was, uh, were whales, you know, those are highly tradable. And then that's, that's on the list the fundamental observation. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Was probably their first big beer. Yep. That's what we were trading for. Like if you had that, you could trade that for like other stuff. Yeah, so yeah. the the fundamental observation was a whale back in then. So remember though, it it was it was highly sought after because of the limited amount that they made. I mean, it would sell Me, out. True, true, true. That's back yeah. when Eventbrite uh, would would sell out within probably three minutes, right? I mean, they, they would just they would it's a sales now. You would try to get it, oh, yeah. and then, yeah, and sometimes you wouldn't even be able to get it. Yeah, and that's even like the cake, like the one we're drinking right now, cable car and uh, duck duck goose. Yeah, where it was like a a battle to try to get like the uh, like a bottle, you know, and and and, and like what was that one year where where Tony was trying to get in it? Like the site was down, <laughs> it was like, it just destroyed. Like yeah, like tur. <laughs> yeah, and I also remember, you know, not a bottle but a can that was really popular back in the day was a uh, Citra. And, oh yeah, that's um, on my list. Yeah, Citra was like a yeah. It's it's weird Kern. because it it's literally it was a it was a double IPA. It was um and, and it was I mean really it's just kind of like it's like a you know it's a I guess they just didn't brew a lot of it and you had to have you had to win like a lottery just yeah. to get like the you know to just to get just to go down there and pick it up you know there was and, no and like it's a, it's the, mid, the middle of nowhere too right yeah yeah Kern yeah Kern uh, yeah it was a nice little brewery up in the mountains in the, of Kern so yeah. So something similar to that, I think, would be Nelson by uh, Alpine. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's kind yeah. of a similar situation where they didn't brew a right. lot of it. It's in yeah. the middle of nowhere, and you probably yeah. had to line up to get it. Yeah, they had a, they had a couple of them, and I'm trying to can't remember the name of the the. They had one that was really big, and it was even bigger than Nelson. It was like and I can't remember the name of it, but it was another like big beer that you that you you know that you wanted to to try. But yeah, but uh, back in the day that. Um, yeah, Alpine was like the big deal, and now they're gone. They're like, uh, they got they got bought out by by uh, the Green Green, not Green Cheek, uh, Green, Green Flash. Flash. And then they got then they read they got oh. bought out by somebody else. So it's like, well, so like wasn't that wasn't that um, wasn't it that they were not they were using the Green Flash um, facility to brew the beer? Yeah, yeah, the beer was no longer this. It was. As far as I know, it was no longer the same, like the same quality. Because we, because we used to drive up, I, Tony and I would, Tony and I drove up there, you know, back in the day. So I got a chance to taste, you know, actually taste the actual Alpine beer when it was Alpine. Yeah, and it was really good. You know, it's like, and the bottles were super cheap, like the bombers. You know, you could buy like a like a like a pretty good chunk of pretty. You know, I'm, I'm sure you would have bought like cases of it, but um, it was super cheap. It was really good. And it was like a nice little little, you know, like a can't not camping, but like a little. Uh, a mountain area right there, and, and then and then they just they so guy sold out, you know, money, and then that was it. So Nelson and Duet maybe Duet Duet's one, but it's not the big one though. I can't remember the name of the big one. There's one that's like it was like it was hard to get. It was definitely a whale because it was harder to get. You have to like be there at the, on a certain day to get it. Oh okay, I'm trying to take a look at their. Uh... And also, um, yeah, they also had like a weird thing and. It was kind of funny because it kind of reminded me like of, of like a, a punk slogan from back in the day, like of a of an Oxnard band that would and their slogan was locals only. 
like uh so it's kind of they kind of had like that mentality where locals get like professional uh, you know professional preferential <clears throat> preferential preferential treatment exactly yeah that the cable car getting to you <laughs> he's not <laughs> i'm like i can barely i barely just i tell you i've already like my like i'm already out of it already before that so the in the cable car <clears throat> going back to um um lost abbey isn't cable car only available at the don't they make it exclusively for like a restaurant is that the thing? I, I, I know there's a myth. I know there's lore around it, but I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure how it goes, but uh, I think they're supposed to produce it exclusively for uh, a restaurant in uh, in San Diego. Hmm. But now I can't. For, it's uh, eluding me the name of it. Yeah, but then I, I guess at some point they obviously started bottling it. So um, yeah, I can't find this Alpine beer that we're trying to. Alpine, oh, probably like you said, like if you, I mean, is Alpine even still on the uh, on, on tap? <laughs> it's it's on, you know. they have a website, so I mean, they have a oh, it exists. Does somebody so. like what happened to Alpine? Did somebody buy the property or does it still exist? I, I, I could imagine it being like another brewery because I mean, they did have facility, you know, it's not like they didn't have um, in fact, it was like two different shops, like one shop had the had the had the vats and um, had sold the beer. And then the other part of the shop, which is like a little, maybe a little walk away, was the actual like restaurant where they poured it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, getting to, so with the Huna, I think the Marshall Zukov was also kind of a whale. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, well. it was definitely. Yeah. Now, now, now they, I'm sure you can find it in stores, especially because now it's canned. But yeah, definitely back in the day it was. Uh, let's see. What else do I have on my list? Oh, then I have uh, the KBS CBS. Oh, CBS for sure. Yeah, KBS. KBS was uh, it was hard to get because obviously you know Founders wasn't in uh, in uh, Southern California at the time. Right. Yeah, so so you'd have to, you did have to trade for or like like that, but definitely the CBS was definitely a white whale for sure because that was like a limited limited beer. I think it was like produced every uh, x amount of like years, like two or three or something like that. So. And that was just a KBS with maple syrup, I think. Yeah, yeah, pretty much a... Canadian breakfast. Yeah, Canadian yeah. breakfast. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we have had, and then they then they started re-released re, 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 re it. Oh yeah, bomber yeah. bottles, and there was more accessible. Like you can get that exactly. in the store now. Yeah, you can still get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or, or another one that's just another one that's um, that's kind of popular now. We see it all over the place. And I think we were talking about this is the Goose Island stuff. Oh the, yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Because at one time they was those were like the number one ranked uh, beers in the, in you know America as far as far as I remember. You know, at least as a stout, it was. So, you know, and, and it was super bourbon, hard to get the bourbon, bourbon County. County. Yeah. The bourbon County. And now you see like, you know, I was watching like a streamer and he was in the store in uh, New Jersey and you see like a box of like, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, one time that beer was like super hard to get. And now you just see it like lying in the shelf in the, you know, liquor store. Well, that's what happens when you get bought out by, uh, are they Anheuser-Busch? Rimbev? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so now you get the access to the, uh, the, the facilities to make all you want. Uh, 25 bucks uh what is it 20 oh, yeah. bucks a bottle those are pretty, yeah, so pretty pricey 20, yeah yeah about 21 or something <laughs> like that depending it depends where you get it uh so the the other one i had like of course the russian river stuff was pretty hard to get a hold of so even even yeah playing, even planning the elder back yeah. in the day was pretty tough to get just because yeah that's true yeah. it was brewery it only yeah and it's still kind of hard to get in areas i mean now you know i mean now you can find it in a lot of stores but it's still it's still kind of hard to get. People still want it from a from a you know that if you're not from here, Out of they're like, hey, can you send me some bottles of, of Pliny? You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then of course, younger, which is that was definitely a white whale. 
and that's it still, still is that's actually. Still a whale. Yeah, that's it is. Yeah, that still is. Yeah, that's still one hard hard to get. Yeah. Uh, and then all and then of course all their barrel aged um, yeah. wild ales. Yeah, but there were some that there were some that were like hard to get, like uh, uh like the, the beat beat, the beautification. Yeah, beat was hard to get, so that was like a good trader. Uh, let's see, what else do you have on your list? That's I, I think I think you just pulled everything out that oh, I had. really that's literally I mean because there's really not too I mean got like twenty I mean, more beers really on my list. Not too many, <laughs> you, think you know. So? Unless yeah, there's really I mean you know I mean, like I said like it's typically once you get past like the actual beer, there'll be like like the year like a vintage year yeah like like oh like oh I gotta like for example we're talking about like the like the Dark Lords, like you know be like oh yeah what about the 2014 Dark Lord do you have that. And then it's and then it's like oh let me go to my cellar and you know pull it out because I remember like like um, remember when we went to um, what was the uh, that that one event we used to go to it was like at the airport the uh, the for what ails yeah 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 remember that guy well not only that but remember that guy somebody had pulled out like a bottle of the Dark Lord and I think it was like an orange wax one and we're like oh yeah you know and then somebody else had pulled out another uh, uh, Hill Farmstead beer that was um that was a uh, gosh and I forget I forget what they're called it's part of like that sour series. And that was like a super hard one to find too. And he just like casually like popped it and like, oh yeah, let's try this. And it was like, yeah. So that gosh, I forget what those things were called. Hill, it was Hill Farmsteads, like a development and something uh, series. Oh, are you yeah. thinking? You're not thinking of the uh, New Glarus? Oh, New, oh yeah, my bad, my bad. New Glarus. Yeah, you're thinking the, right. the, the yeah, because that's on my list. The New Glarus. Yeah, the, the New Glarus thumbprint. I think it's called the thumbprint series. Yeah, it's not the thumb. Yeah, not the thumbprints. The, the thumbprint series is is more common. This was the something in like research, like uh, oh, okay. had like a little had like a little stamp on it. Yeah, and like the bottles were kind of shaped like the like a uh, like um gosh like the old school like uh, beer bottles. And it was it wasn't like a big bottle. And um, I just remember the guy was pouring. It was like a certain like vintage, like a, like a 20, 24, 2015 or 2014 or something like that. And it was like, and it was like, it's super high rated too. And you can't, obviously you can't find it anymore. Yet, you know, so. Yeah. That, uh, I still go back to that forward ales. Yeah. was probably went two years, I think. And there's two, two years. years yeah. we went. Two years. Two, those, it was weird because two years near Tony and Tony couldn't like, he still didn't, still didn't show up. <laughs> and that was probably the event uh it's oh, yeah. probably one of the most memorable events i think beer events that i think i've been to yeah and that was a bottle that was like a like a bottle share plus they had like uh brew you know there were some breweries that were there but yeah. there were nobody none of the brewers were pouring big beers basically yeah. all the all the whales quote unquote came from everybody else for people that were just getting together yeah and there was a lot of them <laughs> there was about 200 people doing a bottle share and yeah. everyone was bringing the everyone was bringing the heavy stuff Everybody has to like, you know, and it's kind of like a, you want to show off, like, you know, it's like, Hey, we got to bring this and you know, it's like, I don't want, I want to be the, I don't want to be that guy that has like Budweiser, you know, that comes in with the, you know, I want to come in with the, my biggest beers. And, you right. know, and, and you did, you know, uh, let's see what I ha- also I have. So I have, uh, Oh, you're, you're actually missing probably the, one of the bigger uh, white whales, What's um, the, the Vesti 12. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah, because I, I was trying to, I was keeping it in the American uh, thing. But you're right, though. When it comes to one of the hardest beers to get, and uh, yeah, definitely the Vesti Twelve, definitely. Uh, the, and then the because yeah, we bought that when they. Oh yeah, you like we were never going to get that Tony. beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were never going to get that beer from obviously from Belgium, you know. But um, you know, but they had had. I guess the church or the abbey had a. Uh, had released that box set, and I, I forget what year that was, 
But I remember Tony had walked into, I think it was a Total Wine or one of those places like that. And right when he had walked in, they were like, they were like stocking up, they were stacking Jeez. those, uh, those Vesti 12 uh, boxes. And he just like, oh, I got to get that. Like, so he, he luckily was able to get one because they sold out really quick. And, and we got a hundred bucks a pop. Remember? Yeah. I think it was like 90 to a hundred dollars. Like yeah. For a six pack and two glasses. Is that what it was? Two glasses. Yeah. Still have the glass. So yeah. Yeah. So the story behind that was um, the church needed some, the roof redone. And yeah. so in order to raise money to get the roof redone, they made a limited bottle run that they, uh, a limited bottle run of the Vesti 12 that they, uh, that they shipped to the States or they shipped her out to, uh, to cover the cost right. of the roof. Yeah. And I guess they got an American company to, I guess, package and, uh, you know, do the, do the shipping and packaging and stuff like that. I think it was like those Shelton brother guys who did oh, that. Oh, really? And they were the ones that distributed, at least here in California, that was a distributor. So, yeah. And then, so, so the cans, you're talking about Belgium, though, the Cantian stuff is still pretty hard to get, I think. Yeah, yeah, but you get a lot of stores that will that will get bottles. I, I, gosh, I, somebody just had like foo, like Fufun or, you know, and that's like a really hard one. That's like, you know, everybody likes that one. So, yeah. well, and I would say the one that's probably the hardest one to get would probably, I assume, be the Zwanzi one because it's only, it's only, brewed for that can event. Can you get Swansea? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can't get, yeah, you, yeah, you can't the, get that, yeah, you can't yeah. get that in a bottle Yeah. Yeah. the past few years. Exactly. Yeah. Let's see, what else did I have on my list? Um, I had Heady Topper because of, you know, regional. Hard to get. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's more, yeah, that's another one that you have to go to the brewery. If, if I'm not mistaken, you had to go to the brewery. I don't know if they did any uh, distro, you know, in that area, but, uh, you you know, you know, they would give you like a case or whatnot, and then and then those people who got that would put the, you know, like trade it with other people. Yeah, and then we we they, they did some limited distribution just this past yeah. month or oh, yeah. so because we're seeing it in a lot of our local stores. Yeah, I was able to get the. I guess I was able to get a four pack of it. So, but and it wasn't. It was a like day after, so it wasn't like it was like dropped and all of a sudden it's gone. It was it was still there. So. And they had the focal banger with they, and they focal both of those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Abraxas is on uh, is on the list. Yeah, it was at one time. That was a that was a really good one. And then and then now it's just like available. It seems like it's everywhere now. Not, I don't know. Have we had the barreled age version of it though? Mm, I know that's like the high. That's like that's one that's like the hardest to get. Yeah. The, I don't. I don't know. I don't think we have had the barrel age one. Yeah, I think even that one we haven't had. So it's still, yeah. it's still elusive. So it's still a white whale. Okay. Uh, oh, here's the other one. Uh, Utopias. The Sam Adams yeah. Utopias. Is that really a white whale? Or is that more of like a golden calf? Like, a, <laughs> cause it, because it's there. Like, you go into like Total Wine. I see it there for you like, like 500 it? bucks, but it, nobody wants to buy because it's so expensive. <laughs> I see it there. It's hmm. like, it, to me, it's like the golden calf. Like, like it's like, ooh, look at it, but I, it's too expensive. We've got to go. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I had Speedway out. Some of the variants were difficult oh, to get yeah. hold of. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Some of the early brewery stuff was also hard to get a hold of. Yeah. At one time, brewery, yeah. The, their, their beers were... Especially like the like the chocolate rain variants, like uh, you know, Mocha uh, Wednesday, Mocha Wednesday, Great Tuesday. Yeah, those uh, were like those were definitely tradable. Cause I, I yeah, definitely. Uh, Citra, uh, Ghost in the Machine. So there's all those IPOs like Ghost in the Machine, yeah, um, the Hop Slam, and the Zombie Dusts. 
speech, which well, is so. which is so funny. It's funny the the zombie dusk. I've literally seen two streamers on uh, on 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 the Twitch the thing that I watch. Have, they've walked into you know on the east east coast area. They've walked into stores and you just see zombie dust like cases everywhere. <laughs> so it's it's funny at one time. This was like the beard, you know, it's like I need to have zombie dust. And now it's just like everywhere. It's like on the floor on the shit, you know. It's that's like three Floyds? Three Floyds, yeah. So that's uh that's like a Illinois, I believe that they're yeah. Illinois. Yeah. So if you're new, so I guess they 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 distribute that all over around that area, to, you know, the states that are around there. Cause I know my friend has it in Michigan and she just got or Detroit and she and she just she's drinking some gum, some uh, gumball head right now. Oh yeah. Which is uh which is their wheat, it's the wheat, wheat beer that they put out. Yeah uh gandhi bot remember gandhi bot oh yeah remember i remember i got a can i got a can of that I, there was a guy that i actually traded beers for i they got the gandhi they to rename it they had to rename <laughs> it i think like gbot yeah. because of the yeah gandhi, i had the old uh... if i'm not mistaken i think that can was the old school can right didn't it have like the like gandhi on it yeah yeah it had like a robot robotic version of gandhi yeah yeah, yeah i had that we had that uh and then um the uh, sarah wesley I think it was also another one of those beers that was hard to get. Oh, a hold yeah, of. I've never had that. It's, I don't even think I've ever had a, a Sarah like they're like a one of their saisons. I think yeah. we've only had like the 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 Ipas from uh, from there. No, we had the um, we had the Bernice, oh. didn't we? Is that what it's called, uh, Bernice? You, you had one over one time, and it, it tasted nothing like like we thought it was yeah. going to be like. I, I, remember like, I like, think it was a chili. It's supposed to be chili in there. I think, it was something. Was like, yeah, no we're spice. like, wait a minute, this like something's wrong here. Something's like <laughs> something's going on. This is not the beer like it's like like advertised. Yeah. Well, Sarah, Sarah is one of those ones where it's in the middle of again, I'm in, in the middle of nowhere to get to that uh, brewery. Yeah. But and everybody if, wants them. So if I'm not mistaken, I think they're they're opening up a brewery in Oakland. If I'm not mistaken, oh, so they'll be yeah. a lot more accessible in uh, the Bay Area now. Why Oakland though? That's kind of weird. I think uh, they'll be like you know what's what's the big place like in not San Francisco? Like isn't there another area there like there people are more like a like a like a tourist place? You know, if you don't want to go to San Francisco, you don't want to go to Oakland or places like that, San Jose, or, you know, there's got to be like a more touristy place. Probably, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, what am I, where does my friend live? I forgot where he lives in, I forgot where he lives at, but he's, he lives around like the San Francisco area. He doesn't live in there, but like, you know, he always says like, oh, I live, I live in one of the better, like the better, like, air, like areas that are that around, half, like LA County. Bay, like Half Moon Bay, like the, like the ocean side, uh, maybe? Probably, probably. He used to live in Hawaii, so probably. Uh, let's see. Some of the early Beachwood stuff was hard to get a hold of. Um, Beachwood stuff. Yeah, was it really? Was, wasn't it like the early IPA stuff and some of their uh, their mm. stats? Wasn't that super hard to get a hold of? Yeah, I guess. But I, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess trade wise, it was obviously because we get you know we could you know, go to the place and get it. But probably trade wise, um, also had um, gosh, what, a treehouse stuff and still. It's kind of hard yeah, to those, hold of. those are more like trade like trades though see i see see i see those more like it's like i'll trade you this and this for like a couple for a couple of cans of like treehouse or and it could even be like random stuff like when we used to get like random like a toppling goliath and stuff like that and um you know because that because then you could even i mean you could i mean really you could put like a lot of the big breweries up there i mean look at like the hill the hill farmstead remember when they um it was hard to get their stuff and then when when beachwood had that that um takeover yeah that thing was like packed it was like like everybody was there just to try the beers and stuff um are you ready for something else yeah yeah i'm ready because i already i think i drank enough of the uh, the all right so so this is the lineup we have i don't know we're probably gonna get through all of it but the lineup for today and the whale show 
our New Year's Eve show is uh, Cable Car. We have uh, the Hardywood um, Apple Brandy Barrel GBS. We have Surly Darkness. We have um, Fundamental Theorem by uh, Bottle Logic. And then yeah. we have Chocolate Rain, R-E-I-G-N, by the brewery. Yeah. And that, I mean, these are all pretty, I think they're pretty the, good. To get a hold the of. Fundamental Theorem and the Chocolate Rain are both over 20%. Ouch. So, yeah. So what do you want to do? What do you want to do next? Um, let me see. I, I kind of want to do that darkness. I want to see okay. what it tastes like. I'm yeah. a little yeah, curious. Is it going to be soy sauce? Um, I don't think so. Well, it's a possibility, but I'm thinking more barley wine. Like, like all the adjuncts are going to be gone. Like, I, 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 does, a, the bottle, does the bottle mention adjuncts in there? Let's see. Brucifer, Lord of Darkness. Brucifer holds before you a massively opaque black brew with notes of chocolate, coffee, dry tart cherries, and raisins. So that, but that's just a profile, not adjuncts. Yeah, there might be soy sauce. Right. Let's see if I can open this now. It might be soy sauce. <laughs> okay. I'm just, like I said, I'm thinking more of just like a like a like a double bastard that's oh double double bastard's been sitting around for about ten years. <laughs> This one actually came off. Okay, there we go. Let me pour a little bit here. Oh, I can already smell. It smells like dates, like raisins and dates. It does smell sweet. Yeah. Let me take my picture. Hey, like you can't get, but you're not going to be able to get pictures of any of these. <laughs> yeah. I can just pretend like I, I can just like put anything in the, in the jar and be like, yes, this is, uh, you know, this is, this is. <laughs> Like sure it is. Oh yeah, this is pretty full too. Yeah, oh, yeah. What, it definitely what, smells like dark fruits. What did you say the ABV in this was? Uh, it's a uh, under ten percent, like nine point seven or oh, nine point okay. six or seven. So. All right, here we go. All right, very present, uh, very uh, dark fruity. Okay. See, it's, yeah. it's kind of almost flat, though. It's like a flattened out, very dark, a little smokiness in there. I mean, smokiness. Do you get that smokiness? Yeah, at the very end is a very, like, a uh, burnt. Yeah, exactly. Like a, like a burnt malt, which is... Getting the raisins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely getting those raisins in there. Not bad. It's not bad, but... Got a feeling that uh, how many years is this now? Like um, you said, this is twenty fourteen. Yeah, so eight years. Eight, eight years. Yeah. yeah. Definitely a lot of smokeness. Smoking, smokeness, smokeness. <laughs> uh, you use this uh, Boba Fett. This book of Boba Fett next. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did you? So did you go back and binge watch Mandalorian or now? You said nah. Nah, because <laughs> this nah. is where because this is where this uh, Boba Fett return right right, uh, right. started in that Mandalorian show. Or as I want to call it now, I'm gonna I, I have a new name for Boba Fett, B- Beta Fett. That's his new name. <laughs> beta Fett. Yeah, Beta Fett. <laughs> Why Beta Fett? I mean, he's. I mean, I don't know. It's just like I mean, I'm, maybe I'm missing something because I, you know, I, like you said, I didn't see the Mandalorian, so but it just seems like he's a different character now. He's like he's like a more gentle gentle. Boba Fett, you know, and I think about those old school movies. I, I just see him being a more 
badass and being more violent and you know like like no disintegrations you know and stuff like that like what if like well, he's not worth anything to me now it's just like yeah it's okay like we're gonna be nice now like and, and diplomatic well you bring up you bring up a good point which i had uh an issue with it um why is he so why is he so i guess i understand why he's frail after he escapes the starlight because he needs a back to yeah. tank yeah um but he's his like fighting skills are poor is he yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah it's, um... but is that because like we never knew he was a good fighter to begin with he's just a bounty hunter so that's true that is <laughs> you, know, you know you're absolutely right we assume he's a we assume he's a badass because of all well you figure he has some martial training though you know he's not you know he can't be like i mean you, you got the you have to be able to catch bounties yeah, but you know, with the gun, you have a gun, you have the you have a blaster. Yeah, but it takes more than that because what if somebody <laughs> has like the force, or you know, you have to have like the abilities mm-hmm. to combat every every possibility. But uh, yeah, it just seems kind of weird that uh, he's just yeah, he's you know, I mean, we can, we can go over point by point. You get the way it starts off and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, so let's. Uh, so first of all, overall impression. Did you enjoy it or not? Uh, do you want me to give you the overall rating of of what I sure. would uh, maybe out of a ten? Sure. Probably, I would say about a four out of ten. Jeez. Probably about a four out of ten. Wow. It, uh, keep in mind, though, I'm, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to watch the rest of it, but I'm, this from this one episode, I'm only rating the episode, not the series. Right. Four out of, I would say about a four out of ten. Wow. A, yeah. Okay. I think it probably would have got, obviously, more yeah. generous than that. Probably a seven. Yeah. 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 You know, the first thing, the first thing that I that struck me as being kind of weird was i'm not really familiar with the timeline and i can only go by like what from the man the ending of the mandalorian where right. boba fett is in there yeah and he looks the same and yeah. then luke is in there and he's relatively young so it must be re- pretty close to after return of the jedi yeah so so they're not super old so it's not like but all of a sudden like boba fett <laughs> went from like a guy that was probably like in his 30s to like 60 years old <laughs> so it's like it's like what happened here like you know he was relatively fit in the in the movies the uh, the early ones and all of a sudden he's kind of like a portly guy we must say he's portly but you know he's got he's got some age and in fact it looked like they kind of cgi'd him in the uh, in the back of the tank where he actually looks actually better than he looks like, the first thing i was going to say is he he's from the from the mandalorian to now he definitely got a, a fitness coach oh, and a and a he, personal chef well, I, I think yeah, I mean I, he has to, but I think that he's CGI when he's laying in the back tank, the back tanks, because he looks he looks he looks better than he does when he puts the outfit on, and yeah. then he looks kind of like he's it's kind of like you know it's not the the that 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 what he looks like in Return or you know Empire or or the you know the first one it's just like it's just like a different man you know well and it really should be the it same man. but it is it is a different man there's a different actor well, but i mean but it really shouldn't though it should it should you know i know that i know that he's the, supposed to be the clone and you know and he's the django fit you know and stuff like that but he really should i mean you know the one of the first things they show him i thought it was actually a cool scene is they show him in the uh the starlight the pit yeah. of starlight which is which yeah. is cool that's a cool definitely, scene. definitely fan uh fan oh, yeah, absolutely yeah yeah so the the but i'm like wait a minute if he's like how long is he is, is he in the starlight pit for like like 20 years and maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's why he's like aged now he's been slowly digesting like maybe like, why would he why would he put weight on though like what's he, is he eating like the other the other like <laughs> stormtroopers so i couldn't figure that out i was like i can't figure this out like what's the timeline here yeah, how long, it's a good question though. How long has he been in there? Uh, it's, it has to be quick. It had to be like a. It couldn't be no more than a than maybe a day. Maybe oh, maybe I maybe, maybe like a year. <laughs> no, well, that's what I'm because you know he can slowly digest. But wait, does he have like self-sustaining like features in the helmet? Like it feeds him, like uh, pumping him with food. Like where's he gonna eat at? <laughs> yeah. 
So it starts out, um, it's again, it starts out with the history. Um, it shows him, uh, in, it just shows some flashbacks of, uh, Camino where, where he's, where he's cloned. Um, I thought they were going to show some Django stuff, but they didn't. Uh, well, they did show Django, didn't they? Oh yeah. Well, they showed the hell when you get the, yeah, yeah, the, the, uh, little the battle of the, uh, the battle of, uh, the Geonosian uh, arena right. battle. Right. After, right. uh, after Django has been decapitated by, uh, by Mace Windu. Exactly. Yeah. So they show that scene. They show some stuff on Camino, and uh, then they show the Rancor, uh, not the Rancor, the uh, Sarlacc, um, and yeah. him him escaping for the Sarlacc. So it's all. It's all... They don't really show. Did they? Show, does he like use a flamethrower or something to get out of there? Yeah, I believe he does. Because they show like he shoots something, and then they show him kind of climbing out of it, and then he's got all like the like the the acids on him, and then. Yeah. So he escapes from the Sarlacc and then gets take gets taken in or left for dead, but the Jawas have to they steal the armor, which is which was which is a really weird scene because they strip him really fast. It's like literally he's just like you know, yeah. which I which which is gosh man, this is something that you know as a, I think as a have I had did the story and it's probably goes back, this obviously goes back to the Mandalorian. I don't think I would have ever showed his face. I would have got a different actor. I would, I would have hired the guy that does the voice. I mean right. the, the actor as the voice and just not show Boba Fett. You know, and it's, I mean, that's the way I would have done it. Just keep the helmet on. Because once you take the helmet off, it just starts to get like, you know, it's just like, I mean, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to make him like a, like a, you know, a person and stuff like that. And he's got feelings, but you know, from Bill Fett was Bill Fett because he never took the helmet off. That's why we liked him in the movies, you know? Yeah. He looked cool. And they just, they just strip him in that city. <laughs> but he looks like a, he looks like a, like a Vader. For some no, reason. He, or he looks like Deadpool. He looks like Deadpool. <laughs> or Deadpool, yeah, Deadpool, yeah. He's, he looks like like the well. It's like, it reminds me that in the return when they pull the help, like help me take this mask off. <laughs> he looks like a potato, and you know. <laughs> so then the Jawas steal the armor, and then yeah. uh, and then the Tuscan Raiders, um, the Sand People, t- take him in as like a prisoner of some type. Yeah, I couldn't. I so I really couldn't figure that out. What was going on with all that? Um, and also, man, this is, this is also another complaint I had about so far that I have with the series. Everybody is so clean looking and the suits are nice and, and nobody's dirty. It's, it's, it's tattooing. The planet's dirty. It's sandy. Everybody should be grimy, but everybody looks like sharp and clean and nice. Does that, does that not seem kind of weird? Like, I was like, wait a minute. These sand people look actually cool. Like they don't look like the grungy, you know, mummies from the, uh, from the original series, you know? So they, uh, so Sam will take him in, in as a prisoner, and one of the uh, the Tuscan Raiders, like I guess, like a kid, like the I think it's like the uh, oh, yeah, yeah, there's like a kid, the like leader's that. kid, um, is interacting with them, and yeah. so so you got so what's happening is you're having these flashbacks of him in the desert, um, with the present time of him taking over as uh, as Jabba's replacement, right. and him trying to establish his uh, his. Uh, his uh, hold on uh, is it Moss Espa? Is that where they're at? I think so. Yeah. And so uh, he's trying to resume that lead, but which I'm not quite sure what the motivation is for him to want yeah. to take over Jabba's exactly. uh, palace. Exactly. I don't need. Yeah, I don't. I guess because he left him in the desert. Like he's he was dead though. Like uh, like yeah. What is the motivation of that? Yeah, I don't get that at all. Like yeah, he owes him money or something. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why he would replace Jabba. Um, Considering he's just a, a yeah. bounty hunter. Why would he want goes... to be a crime, like a crime lord, when he was a bounty hunter all along? You know, that's what he knows. Like all of a sudden, now he's going to be like a mastermind, like a you know, like a crime boss. It's it's kind of weird. You would think you would just give that up to another another hut. Yeah, know, that's what they do. Yeah. 
You think we're gonna? You think we're gonna see a hut at some point in time? Probably, probably. Well, they're obviously hinting at that. They're, that everybody's gonna try to kill them. Like, the, like, the, like when the ambassadors, when the uh, I guess they're ambassadors that come over to to pay like tithes or tribute. Yeah, yeah. So like they kind of set that up, where that guy comes with that one uh, tall. I think it's a twilight or something, and he comes in and he's like, like, like you have to give me tribute, like not like I have nothing, nothing for you. You give me. And right. Then he tells them like, hey. Like uh, like uh, like 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 may you like may you stay here like forever or something like that. It's obviously it's like a threat, you know. So it's like, yeah. And then uh, Bubba goes to the uh, casino and say, "Hey, I'm the new oh, guy gosh. in town." Well, well wait, 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 you're skipping it. You're skipping a part that's like a, that's kind oh. of like a throwback to the uh, to the Return of the Jedi. Those uh, those two Gamoran guards. Oh like yeah, they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's at some point in time they lost their armor, <laughs> but they actually got in shape though. Like they're like now they're in shape. Like uh, for some, did you did you notice that that they were yeah. just like two like uh, they're, they're, they're like in shape now. Like two buff guys are probably CGI but like like valleys, but they're not that old school like um like prosthetic costume from the yeah. back in the day. It's so odd looking. I was like, wait a minute, what happened to these guys? Like 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 they got lean like within within a week they're lean now. So Boba Boba spares their lives, um, right, and right. they become they become part of his guard. Right, uh, doesn't bother to give him any armor; just lets him <laughs> just walks around. Yeah, uh, yeah. So then they become, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, geez, they become his uh, his his guards, and then they yeah. go to cas- the casino, and he announces that, "Hey, I'm I'm here, and I'm taking charge," and. Uh, and, and does, uh, he, does he immediately take off his helmet? Because I know they both take off their helmets. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the point of the helmet now? You're just like taking it off all the time. Like, I mean, that completely defeats the purpose of like the armor. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's like, what's the point now? It's like, now, now somebody's going to shoot you in the head now. I'm like, and I just like, this is so weird. Like, I can't imagine old Boba Fett taking his helmet off. You know, I just, I, you know, it's so considering weird, he never, you know, considering we never saw him take his exactly. helmet off. Like, the, there's a reason uh, why that helmet stays on. Like, it, I'm assuming it has like, tra- like targeting, like targeting <laughs> stuff on. You know, it's you know, infrared. It's like the predator. Like, like what? You know, don't don't take your helmet off. Come on. Well, it's funny because then they say, "Hey, we're going to take your helmets and clean them," and then they fill oh, them. Yeah. We fill them up with money. Yeah. And the first thing, I, and I thought the same of you that now he's he's vulnerable. Like they're, <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. They're they're already kind of threatening him. And oh now, yeah, exactly. Uh, Everybody wants to get him, and all of a sudden now, like, hey, like all I need is one headshot, and I'm done yep. for. And <laughs> and sure enough, as soon as he leaves the uh, casino, <laughs> then you get these guys come and assault him. And uh, what's the woman's name? Oh gosh, I I don't even know. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I I like her, but I have no idea what her name is. And uh, all I know is they get they get attacked by like probably around six or so like yeah. these parkour the, the park I call them the parkour assassins because because they, they start doing that eventually when they're yeah. chasing when they're, yeah. they're running it's the parkours but that weird thing is it's it's Boba and the and the girl and they're both like I mean I guess in the Mandalorian I mean obviously she's like you know she knows how to fight really good because I saw them you know I saw her fight in Mandalorian and yeah. they're just like they're in between like these like these shields and they're not they're just getting like slow motion yeah like poked and like i'm like wait, 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 why is this fight so slow what's going on here like they're doing nothing they're just getting like prodded by these like prods and i'm like wait a minute this is so weird like nothing's happening and literally it takes like the gamoran guard i guess they want yeah. to have, like the gamoran guard do something so it, it you're, is, and i agree with you and that's why that's why i was saying earlier on like i thought boba fett could fight but he, he yeah yeah they both yeah, get taken yeah. out relatively easy yeah, it's like they're just standing there getting poked by this like by this phalanx uh, like offense defense like with the, it's like the Romans when the Romans put their shields down and yeah. they just like start poking them and they're doing that. It's like I mean, I could see if it was like some cool bounty hunter guys coming, but it's just like these random parkour assassins 
And I'm like, wow, like this is like kind of weird. Like all that training for nothing, and he's just like getting poked by by cattle prod. I, I'm telling you though, I don't know how good a b- bounty hunter Boba Fett really was back in the day because he's had to have like martial training. I don't There's know, no way but he, that, uh, Luke takes him out pretty easily, if you recall. Well, Luke, on, on, well, it, yeah, nah, that's Luke. Can, that's also like a. <laughs> Wait, wait, was it? Not well, no, it's Han. It's a blind That Han. was like Lucas' like joke. That was like a Lucas inside joke. Yeah. Over, you know, Lucas claims that he was gonna, he was gonna, he had more to do with the uh, with uh, Boba Fett, but he had to just like like cut it off real quick and just like, hey, let's just have like this silly scene where Han turns around and like, yeah. he takes him out. Yeah, yeah he gets taken out uh, pretty easily. But I think that's like kind of like the joke too, where instead of like going out in an actual fight, like martial combat, it's just like a, it's just like a silly like. Uh, <laughs> You know, like uh, he just turns around and knocks him and defeats him. So yeah. Uh, and at least hand is like at least hand is like a like an established hero. You know, it's like a, he's not a he's not a parkourer. So the Gamorrean guards come and they rescue uh, yeah. Fennec. I think her, her, her name is Fennec. Oh, yeah. And then she goes after uh, she goes after the two, and uh, and Bobo's like his health meters like is, is yeah. short. <laughs> He's like, get me back to the to the back of the tank. Like, hey, I need to replenish exactly. But then he does. He there is one cool scene where he fires off the rocket and blows up one of the uh, the the assassins off the wall. Like, a, oh yeah, like, that's probably that's only that's one of the cool things of the thing where he does that. Uh, and then 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 we see the the flashback again to uh, the Tuscan Raiders, where like the boy takes oh, yeah. him and that uh, Red Greedo character out. And they encounter like this. Well, uh, yeah. There's also a scene prior to that where he, where where Boba Fett tries to escape. Yeah. And that one, I, I forget what the rate they Greedo race. Like he like <laughs> sells him out. Yeah. And then it, and then it, then Boba tries to fight against one of the Tuscan Raiders who appears like has martial training and obviously she beats a, she beats him or I, I assume it's a woman. I could be wrong. And she beats she or he beats him up, and then, which makes sense because he is still injured. You know, you know that makes sense in that point. He's, he hasn't been in the back to tank yet. Yeah. So that makes sense. I'm like, okay, I can buy that. He's, you know, he's he's had he's had several days of, of sarlacc acid on him, you know. So okay, I get it. Yeah, stomach acid uh, digesting him. Yeah, slowly. doesn't it take like a thousand years, like to that fully digest? Doesn't it? Doesn't um, who says that's what, that? Three PO, a secret PO, yeah, like for a thousand years digest. So they, so the this youngin Tuscan. Oh yeah, and the Greedo character and uh, Boba Fett go to the desert looking for these water, these water shells or whatever the heck they are. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand that at all. I, I wasn't like, did they, did the, did the Tuscan Raiders plant these in the ground for in case of emergencies, or was this some kind of pod, like a cactus, like pot or something? Yeah, I think it's like a cactus pod. Okay. And so they, uh, and so then they, they uncover this sand monster. Yeah. Um, that they all start fighting with, and then ultimately Boba Fett uh, kills him. But I, I guess the the understanding is, even though Boba Fett has done the killing, the kid takes credit for it for some reason. Which which I knew was going to happen. I'm like, <laughs> see 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 like I'm like like I'm like the evil like uh, if I'm playing with the, if I'm writing the script or playing the video game, like I'm like like I'm killing I'm killing the kid. Like I'm like I'm <laughs> like I'm, you know I'm 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 bad. But of course you know he's not going to do that because he's you know he's which it makes no sense because they've been like torturing him, you know, got him on the uh, out like you know, handcuffed and stuff, and and um, yeah, and they just go back to town, like you know, and you know it's gonna happen. You know the kid's gonna take the head, and he's like, no, 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 you know, I got the, you know, I got the, <laughs> I got the, uh, we need a protocol droid. Uh, I th- oh, in fact, I think Boba Fett even makes a joke about that, like where one of the 
earlier on when the when the when the uh, ambassadors are coming oh, yeah. by he's like i think we need a i think we need a <laughs> protocol droid to <laughs> so like yeah so yeah, the kid takes the credit but the father's like he knows he like, knows you know, yeah like, yeah he's like here, here here's some water like you're one of us now like i'm grateful like, you, i'm grateful yeah. for uh for what you've done for my boy yeah also also i noticed this pattern that they're like that they're you know in the old days the those were like the a lot of those races were like demonized you know like i mean look at look at the original uh, star wars the sand people yeah. were just like like they were like crapped on like you know like they were evil like they were you know right. it's like but they but were they really they were just doing what they did to live you know and but apparently to humans like it's like 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 damn those sand people like like get them out of here like you know <laughs> even obi-wan kenobi like when he scares them off although that's the man obi-wan doesn't kill him he just scares them away so you know he could have killed him yeah and uh yeah that's definitely and then the first episode ends um, there's also a, a scene we didn't talk about. I don't know. I'm not sure what the significance of it is. Where do they go to? Like the to like Owen Lars's? Isn't there a scene where like it's well, it you like know, you're, you're, you're it's, it's funny because when it's happening, it does. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, wait, we're like, we're part of we in the story. It's gotta be like say like somebody came in and took like the like the property. Maybe it does look like that house. I assume a lot of those like settlement type houses are the same. Look like that. But you're right though. It does kind of be like a reminisce. <laughs> it's like a reminiscent of yeah. Oh, that's like the that's like the Owens like uh like house. And then you <laughs> well, see like these like gang these human gang ravagers. Like yeah, like like uh like the what do you, what do you call it the um the uh, the road warrior type guys and they're like spray painting their like symbol obviously it's gonna be somebody's gonna have to he's gonna have to like deal with like later on yeah because you know, they got this like jl symbol that they're spray painting and killing people well then, at first i was a- like at first i was like wait a minute when it was happening i was like wait a minute is this like the like the like a new hope like are they gonna get killed here no it can't be like <laughs> yeah because you see the guy crawling out which is reminiscent of like Owen Lars's body, like the body, the home, exactly like burnt, the burnt like burnt bodies. <laughs> exactly, that's what exactly. But it's like the burnt bodies, like that'll get them back home. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gosh. That's the one thing. That's another thing that's missing from this too. And I really, and that's what like, makes what made Star Wars those movies so great is like when Luke's talking about that. And he, when he says that, like that'll get them back home, and also that dun 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 dun. dun. And like that, none of that, none of the music really stood out. Oh, there's only one track at that really stood out, and that's like the ending, the credit track. But everything yeah. else in there is like, I guess they can't use Star Wars music per se. Like they can't use John. They have John to. It's uh, Disney. But yeah, Why but it's weird they? because Why yeah, they? but they uh, maybe uh, maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I didn't really hear anything that was like Star Wars related. Like you know, so it's like like there was no obviously. I mean, there's really no reason to use any. Can't, obviously, you can't use themes. You can't use Luke's theme or Yoda's theme or you know, or the, or the Force theme because that hasn't happened yet. But if somebody comes out there with the Force, they better use like that theme in there, like you know. So and then ended the first episode, and then the credits scroll, and like it's written yeah. by John Favreau, yeah, it's directed uh, by uh, Robert Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a trip. I was like, uh, Robert Rodriguez, wow. Like <laughs> I, I had no, I had no idea. So I, so I was kind of shocked about that. He's he's back to. To, I think he's still, yeah. he's still active, an active filmmaker though. Yeah. And then the then the like the final like music, which which I actually stood out in my head, it just it almost sounded kind of like a tribal Viking type uh, like music. And I, and I was trying to look to see like who who sang because it kind of reminded me of the the guys who, and I can't forget the name of the band, but it's like a it's like a folk band that does the Viking music, and it sounded very similar to that. It had that that like the drums like are going off, and you're like the like the like the voices. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but um, other than that, the music didn't really stand out. No, no. So it's episode one. And I guess uh, they're doing a, a weekly. Yeah, a weekly I think it's like seven so. or eight episodes. Is that how many there are? Seven or eight. And don't, don't get me wrong. I'm curious to see where it goes. So I'm not like I'm not at that point where it's like, oh my god, this is like really bad. Like I'm I'm already out. Like no, no, I, no. I, w- I want to see where it goes. Yeah. 
I mean, they did. I think what I can't even talk over here. What sold me it was the opening, like flashback stuff. They they trying to explain everything we want to see. It was a little short. They should have had the full episode be like the start, like skipping the Sarlacc. True. Just focus on that because you're right. It was too. It was just like a kind of a throwaway. Like we wanted to see it, but it was kind of just like a, a three minute throwaway sequence, really. Yeah, yeah, and there was also uh, also another cool scene too was when the uh, sand people were when they're dragging him and dragging uh, him and they're riding the banthas. I thought that oh, was yeah. kind of cool too. So that's you know it's like a little it's a little uh, <laughs> the you know, nod to the uh, yeah. to the uh, so that's cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll be back for it. Yeah, right. hopefully it gets better and hopefully they keep the hopefully he keeps that helmet on now. Like stop taking the helmet off. Like I don't I don't want to see you anymore. Like I want to keep the helmet on and, and get more roofless. Like, yeah, we're definitely gonna see. Yeah, he can't be the humanitarian, like, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, you know, ruling you know, like with respect, the, like, exactly. Like, the, there's a reason why Star Wars, I mean, obviously, Luke's a good guy, but but even in like in Return of the Jedi, like, he starts to get like, like, he starts wearing like the dark clothes, he starts to get like that more darker persona, like, you know, it's like, and it's just like Anakin, like, he has to get like, no, come on, like, I like like that when he started getting darker and darker with the character. Come on, you ready for uh, to move on to something else now? Another pour. Sure. Yep. What, what do you want? Uh, what do you want yeah. next? All right. Like I like I like I'm gonna say like it's gonna be a stout. The next one. <laughs> a high a high uh, ABV stout is what you're predicting. Yeah, my prediction is a stout. Let me see, let me make sure I get this right. All right. Okay. <clears throat> I could already feel that, but even though it's like. A, we haven't really had we haven't had one of the big ones yet, but I could already start to feel it. Yeah, I'm doing like super tiny pours. Not that I'm expecting to be to be up at midnight tonight for uh, 2022. True, true. Like, yeah, after this, I'll probably like I'll probably talk to Mark for a bit and then I just pass out. Put the headphones on <laughs> and just pass out. Okay, so I got the uh, the chocolate rain. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> no, I believe man. this is I believe this is 20 21 percent. Oh boy! So this chocolate is, rain. This is the brewery chocolate rain. It's R E I G N. Uh, it's twenty one percent alcohol by volume. It's a double barreled aged imperial stat with cacao nibs and vanilla beans. Yeah. And this is twenty twenty one or twenty 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 twenty. What year is this? I'm not sure because I think they had a couple a couple of releases of chocolate rain. Like they had the original, which I, which you had too. But I'm not sure which bottle of that's if that's the original or the one that came after. Chocolate, you know the whole you know the whole story of Chocolate Rain, right? Or not the story, but the meme behind it. The song, like did song. Yeah, yeah, the song. Yeah, <laughs> Chocolate Rain. Song. <laughs> Great song. That was a that was a classic. I think I think like the joke tea. was the voice didn't match like the dude. Oh the yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy the name voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was great though. That guy was on Twitch for a while. Chocolate Rain. Yeah, <laughs> some say, mm-hmm. yeah, move away from the rain. <laughs> That's a great song. It's like a, it's like a, it's a, it's a socially aware song. You know? yeah. But it, it wound up becoming a meme, so you lose like the the social aspect. Of it. <laughs> exactly. It's like it winds up being like a meme. Great song. I, I like it though. I'll, I'll still listen to it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like I move away from the mic. Oh boy, let me take a sniff of this. 
I think my nose got burned out by the uh, by the rum. Yeah, you there? Hello, Bishop. And that I burned earlier with the chili. Oh, there you I'm go. Not getting, not getting too much of the. I'm I'm ready. All right, cheers. Pros it. Oof. It's hot. That's for sure. Yeah. Yep. I think that I think the adjuncts have uh, dropped off on it. Yeah, it is kind of. Um, I get. I definitely get the chocolate. You mean definitely get the chocolate in there? What What else was in there? Vanilla. Oh, vanilla, you know the, you know the vanilla is not even in fundamental theorem, which we're gonna have. Uh, you know, two. You know the the even when we first had it, the vanilla was very. It's very slight. You know, I think that's you know. But think about it. So much. It's so high alcohol that the vanilla just gets burned out of it. Yeah, this is hot, very hot. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know, a lot of that bourbon. <laughs> is this, is this uh, bourbon barrels or is this like four rows? It just says uh, double barreled. Uh, shoot, you know, I can't read these labels anymore. I definitely get that heat off there. My face is starting to get warm. Uh, hand selected barrels. Like, mm-hmm. like, like Westified. Doesn't say, doesn't say what type mm, of barrels. Interesting. <clears throat> like, like so now, if you were, if you were a uh, whiskey aficionado, you would know this. Like, you would know, like, right off the bat, like, I, I'm no, detecting sure. traces. No. <laughs> Is that I'm true? Detecting traces of the, of rose, like rose. Uh, <laughs> Is that like, true? Uh, of West four roses. Four roses. Four roses. Four roses. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, some people, you know, you see people that do that, you know. It's like a cigar, right? Was, you know. It's, I was half tempted to get that last uh, biological release because they're aged in the uh, pappy barrels. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I haven't did bought it out or did the. I don't know, but I haven't really purchased any of those, uh, any of those uh, stasis projects for a while. It's been a while. I haven't either. It's like I remember if you remember. I mean, you know, what was it like right before the, um, right before the uh, the the event happened? We were, we were like constantly buying like the uh, the bottle logic, and now it's just like nah. It's like we got other other beers to buy now. Uh, yeah, you know, great beers, but they are also you know kind of pricey too though. They're like you know twenty twenty plus for a for a five hundred milliliter bottle. It's five hundred, yeah, five hundred milliliter. Yeah, <clears throat> are they going to do a week of logic this year? You think for um, coming in twenty twenty two? Um, I'm going to predict and say. You know, it'll probably be like a limited version, like only like an X amount of people. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, they won't like have, it won't be a full, just like everybody come. It's probably going to be limited, but then again, that can't work because it's like, because it's seven days. That's going to be like a hassle. Nah, I say no, because just because it's seven days, no. It's like, it's a hassle doing it over and over. One day event? Yes. Seven days? No. They'll probably, they'll, maybe they'll probably do it as like a weekend event, maybe, and not do seven. Maybe days. one day, yeah. Maybe a one day event, exactly. That it's just, I mean, I mean, really think about it. That that whole seven day thing from Biologic is crazy. That's really insane. You got to be hardcore. I mean, like you said, like we went to that. It's like twice, like twice. I went to it yeah, twice. That's hardcore. You got to really be a, uh, um, you know, into it to do that. Oh boy, and I, I'm assuming you're out if it, if it's if it's in. Oh yeah, absolutely. Still out. Yeah, what's well, like I said, like I'm not even buying the bottles anymore. So, yeah. uh, uh, um, speaking of bottle logic, have you had any of the brewery X beers yet? No, we mean the Border X. The the is it brewery? Brewery, I it was brewery the, X. Is it Brewery X? I think it's Brewery X. Dude, that's, that's the one the, that's, that's the brewery right down the street. Right, right. No, but I looked at a, a Royal had a drop of them. I think. Oh, okay. 
Metal Royal gets everything. Those guys are they they had like Energin, which I guess like specializes in it. It looks like the the Canard's German, but it's a it's yeah. a brewery from here. So it's like Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's like I was like that all looks like German like a uh, artwork, but it's I believe they're from somewhere around here in Southern California. Um yeah, Brewery X Anaheim, California. They I guess they have a they they dropped a bunch of uh, hard seltzers at Arroyo. Oh boy. Uh Okay. So there's uh, uh, and they're all high ABV. They're all ten percent. What? Yeah. <laughs> How's that possible? Well, I guess it's possible. Yeah. Jungle juice ten percent. Blackberry mojito ten percent. Paloma ten percent. Uh, mm. Moscow mule thirteen point five percent seltzer. Mm. And then your favorite, a watermelon lime. <laughs> How's it? Is that? Uh, can you see the rating on that, or is it the? No, oh, no, you're looking at the Royal uh, 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 Post. Oh, okay. So have you had any of those beers? Nope, never have. So I'm curious. I'm curious to see how they, you know, how it is. You know, that's like back in the day where they, there was that one brewery that was right next to a Bottle Logic that nobody went into, but like we Hopperazzi. actually liked. Yeah, Hopperazzi. Hopperazzi. Yeah, great which beers. I, unfortunately, like nobody liked them. Like, uh, nobody went in there. Yeah, which I say it had one of my favorite beers, possibly of all time, that uh, that uh, Chipotle cherry sour. Yeah, beer. Really good. Was exceptional. Yeah, they were also kind of like ahead of their head of the the because they were already doing like those fruited beers right off like a long time ago, and something I don't know. I guess they did well. What it was is they had bad uh, PR. Yeah, or they no had no market, PR, no marketing, no marketing, no PR, no internet presence. Basically, they were just hoping on word of, word of mouth. It just never worked out because like you know in this day and age you really do need social media you know to well, push your. It was an older husband and wife team that were the owners. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They, and, and so that, you're, that place, you're right. Yeah, exactly. They were like, it's kind of like it kind of like follows that whole joke of the like um the boomer. You know, it's like uh you know it's like hey I'm gonna open a brewery maybe some people will come, and it's just not the way it works anymore with the you know you know you need to get your you need to get out there in social media have people come to your brewery try your beers you know have them start praising it and doing stuff, and the the actual place itself was like a really it was a nice large place. You know, so it wasn't like some little like flight like like hole in the wall. It was a nice looking brewery. Unfortunately, nobody went in there. Yeah, and I don't know how you do not get the the patronage when you're right there near Bottle Logic. Yeah, so well, maybe that's why it was messed up too, though, because no. it was so close to like where everybody's like, "Hey, it's like, hey, I don't want to walk. Like I'm right here yeah. in Bottle Logic. <laughs> like you know, I assume like, yeah. hey, you know, they had you're right. They had space. They had uh, the beer quality." And you're right next to Bottle Logic. You would figure, you know, you'd hang out at Bottle Logic, have a couple of beers, and hop over to do uh, Hopperazzi to have some more beers. And it never worked like that. Every time I walked in there, you know, it was like, like empty. I, I always wonder what their relationship with Bottle Logic was, because like, you know, when Bottle Logic had like advanced, like the like the week of Logic, I would have said like, hey, like, hey, you can use, you know, you can use my, uh, you can use our our parking spaces, you know, if you want. You know, just to get just to get in with them, like be like friendly, and then you know people will park in front of them. And go, hey, there's another brewery here. Let's uh, let's check this out. But the uh, you know I never you know I always wonder about that that dynamic of like you know maybe maybe they maybe they didn't care for each other. No, no you don't know. You know like unless, unless you're a part of like <laughs> yeah, like a rival. Well, it was never really a. It's not a. That's not a true rivalry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I did see that Spider new Spider Man movie by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I went to go there you see go. it. Uh, last weekend you mean uh, the 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 multi is it like it's, i know it's a, i know it's over a billion now 
in profits. Wow. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, they say it's like I think they're estimating like 1.5. It's gonna it's gonna be hitting. So it's definitely made like it's definitely in the black. There's no like one of the uh, few movies recently that's actually not in the red it's in the black <laughs> so it's like yeah it's a big movie it's so. uh, it's a good movie it's a, it's a little long it's a, they could have trimmed definitely could have trimmed it down uh, a mm. little it's not what you would expect um i don't i won't give any spoilers out uh what, what, but like isn't that what we always do like a well, that's true. Internet stuff on what no, moves? no, actually, I haven't. I mean, obviously, I've seen like the clips of like, but you're right, though. I really haven't, you know, seen any of like the spoilers on it. So, not really, yeah. you know. I, so, I've, I, I'm seeing them now, um, more on social media because uh, I was trying to stay off of social media until I saw it. So, but I do see some of the things now. Um, and we were right when we were looking at the trailer and how everybody was saying like like the the scorpion oh, the fight where like uh, it's missing yeah the lizard's <laughs> getting hit but you can't see right. what's hitting okay him. so tell me then so t- so oh, you, you want you, you want to know yeah yeah tell me so who's in that scene who's well, in that scene it's it's what tell it's me. what we give it to me all. it's what we uh, what everyone was talking about with the Toby Maguire so, so it's returning. one of the alternate Spider Mans that punches him. Yeah, it's Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield oh, so, are, are both in the film. Yeah, remember I said that like that's like it's like they they, they deleted him and you just see like the God, what's the character Lizard Man being like punched like when nobody's there. It's, yeah, it's like so, bad. It's like bad uh, Photoshop. It's like, so then that's the, the that's it. The, it's the other Spider Mans are, cool. are in that scene. So it's a pretty cool. uh, it's pretty it's a pretty emotional movie. I think you know obviously a big nostalgia factor. Yeah, seen, I do uh, know. I do know one spoiler on the movie, which uh, which uh, I do know that I know that I know there's a death in the movie. So. Oh, so how do you know? Yeah, I, I forget where I saw it at, but I knew. I yeah, I, I but I, but I definitely know about that, which is oh, which okay. I'm fine with. It's, it's it, that's I, I accept that. That's you know, but um, it, it was good seeing Tommy McGuire suit up again. It was it? Wait, was it actually him or is it CGI? No, it's like him. The, he's he's in the oh, movie. You mean it's, he's not like young, or is it the? Uh, no, he's or, old. He's old. Or is it the bully Maguire character? Is he wearing like that black outfit? Like is he just like dancing around? No, like... no, no. He's he's, he's older. Definitely, he's older. See, I would have did that meme of the bully Maguire character, just like he's dancing, like uh, just just like for like you know for 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 you know just for to, for the meme and to be funny about it. Well, I thought they were gonna do the meme with the Spider-Man pointing at each other. You oh, figured yeah, they would have done that. One too. They didn't yeah, do that's that. That's a great one. Yeah, well, you yeah. figured they would have done that. Yeah, how do you not do that exactly? I don't know. You got I more than know. one Spider-Man. How do you not do that? <laughs> at least, at least in a bonus thing at the end, you know, like you know, like maybe maybe to introduce another another Spider-Man into like the multiverse, one that they haven't mm. showed yet, and then yeah. have him pointing at like you know, like like you know, come on, you gotta do that. How do you yeah. not do that? They should have done it. They had a golden opportunity to do it, and they they it was too even it was too easy. Like, yeah, we're that not gonna, we're not gonna do that's that. What, that's that's a great meme. I like it. Yeah. It was uh, it was a good movie, a little long, definitely probably better because of the the uh, nostalgia factor of it. Yeah. I, for a second there, I thought Franco was going to come back, but then we had talked about on a previous show that he's still out, so he can't. He, yeah, that's right. He can't I would have like he was who is he? Harry Osborne? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, so the, obviously, they, obviously they got Willem Dafoe to yeah to yeah. Yeah, the foes in everything, man. Like that guy. Yeah, he did that, yeah of course. He's like, yeah. <laughs> that guy's like Samuel Jackson now. Like he's just in everything. But it's crazy because he was in everything back in the day too, though. So it's not <laughs> like you know, it's like he's just like he's always been around. But you're right, his demand is like up more. But he's always been like in everything. Like in the he's in that he's in that Norseman movie too, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then Spider Man, and then the Lighthouse, and then I told you, Aquaman. I told you that the, 
that director, I guess director writer, he likes he must like Willem Dafoe because like you know he's, he like he, had, he said he had him in the lighthouse, he's got him in this, and he likes that one that uh, that girl, the, the young girl yeah, from, uh, from from the yeah, witch. So, yeah, he has actors that he likes, which I which I get because I do the same thing too if I were if I were casting. Well, that's just like uh, DiCaprio and uh, Scorsese. Is that was that? Uh... Oh yeah, 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 exactly. Like if you like somebody that's you know that you can work with good and you like them, you, you know, you and you feel they can fit a role, why don't why don't you have them in the movie? Right. All right, let's get to this uh, last oh, segment. Oh. A little bit, a little. I got a couple of other uh, oh. superhero superhero movie uh, things. Okay. There's a new that new Batman three, uh, the new Batman movie, the Batman trailer. Have you seen that? Did you see that one yet or no? Uh, I, I, there's a couple of them out now, I think, because there's the number like three, TV, one. like the TV spots, I think. No, no, no. Yeah. This is the actual full, it's like, it's over like two minutes long. It's super long and it has a lot of like Catwoman stuff in it. Uh huh. So, so that's like the new one. Yeah. Not, you know, it's not, not too much going on. And then the other, uh, other news that I saw that was coming out. Oh, so for, for that, for the Batman movies. 45 days after it comes out in the theater, it's going to be uh-huh. on HBO Max. So then yeah. I'll be able to, so then I'll watch it then. <laughs> and then the other thing is the Flash movie, which I guess people have really haven't been talking too much about. Uh-huh. Apparently in the Flash movie, there's going to be cameos of one of, of one of my favorite characters, like General Zod, like he's back, like uh, like he's going to be in there. Oh, because of the multiverse. It's a multiverse. Yeah, shoot, yeah, yeah. Right? So, so that's cool. Like, and, and the girl too, but it's like General Zod, like, like he's back, like that Michael Shannon guy. <laughs> Like Zaw, like Superman. You like, mean Holloway? Is it, isn't he our Holloway? Holloway, yeah. Holloway is back, like as like as General Zod. <laughs> our Holloway. So that's cool. Like so, so the joke can persist again. Like you know, like, it, yeah. Our Holloway, that's funny. That's funny. It's still pretty amazing. We, we we had him casted. As yeah, like he's like that. He's a good bad guy. Like. <laughs> Oh, speaking uh, of uh, reading, any any where are you at in this Lemiz thing? It's a slow book. Uh, yeah, slow it's book. a very slow book. Although I have to admit, though, once you get to a certain point, it gets a little bit easier. I'm about 27% in. So I have to admit, it's definitely, but then I feel like I'm reading like, it's like literally to get to that point, it's literally almost a book and a half. Yeah. So it's like if it's you were to read, book. so yeah, it's a long book. It's We're literally reading probably three or four books in one book. It's so, like 1,200 I mean, like like, pages. Tells you book one, book two. Yeah. So yeah, so I think I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I think I'm in, I think I'm still in book. No, I'm in, I think I might be in book three right now. So yeah, about have you met uh, Fantine yet? Is that um, her name? Yeah, with yeah. All the, with all the couples. Yeah, yeah. That's which is a which is a funny which is a, which is a good song in the uh, in the actual play. Yeah, what, yeah. What, once I got to the actual like musical, and I started, things started making more sense. Like, oh, okay, now it's making sense now. Like, you know, it's like, oh, now, now I can put the songs to my like to my head. So yeah. So like, so the first book is the bishop. Oh yeah, absolutely. The second yeah. book is Jean Valjean. Yeah. And yeah, then right now we're basically with the with all the couples, uh, Fantine being one of them, and I'm I'm somewhere like in the early in that in that in that uh, in that part I think. Oh, so Just you haven't got? Have you got? Well, well, let me see. Have you got to see? Like cause I, last time, last time I kind of like I said something, and then you were like, oh, like oh yeah, don't say it. Like the uh, like 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 the Gelvet. You haven't got the Gelvet yet. No. All right. No, I'm, that's, a, I'm that's like the, that's my, my my personal favorite character. Jean-Vet. I'm with the uh, I'm with the um, with the with the college kids and their girlfriends. <laughs> that's what they are. They're college kids and their girlfriends. Like circa that circa like uh, like like France <laughs> France eighteen eighteen fifteen yeah. I mean I, yeah. I get what you're saying, but no, but they literally cool. are college kids. Is that what it's called? Like the university? They're yeah, they're university kids and uh, and they're working girl, they're working class girlfriends. 
Yeah, the university, the University of Notre Dame. Like, is that like a uh, and then like Fant- being like cliche, being like a cliche, like like on French stuff? And then Fantine being one of, and I, remember, I, I think uh, that's the uh, that's the uh, the Catwoman character, right? What's her? What's the actress's name? Oh no, Fantine. That's, no, Fantine's no. a Catwoman, isn't she? Is she? No, no, no. She's what's the her other character? She's like the main, like the. Um, oh, that's not like, Fantine. Well, it, well, it's funny because like I was actually gonna, you know, going to Iron Maiden. Like I was thinking of the character has anything to do with the with the uh, the Le Mis character, which I'll, I'll mention it when we get to we talk about the songs. But the uh, the, the Charlotte character, Charlotte I was like, wait a, minute, is, wait a minute, is Charlotte is Charlotte from Le Mis? Is she like the uh, like that like that? And you're what's right. The, like, what's the, the actress's yeah, name? Uh, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Fantine, isn't she? Fantine or no? Oh, I, could I, don't, be wrong. I, don't, I don't think she is. I don't think she is. I, I, okay. I, I think that's the other character. That's another one that comes up, which which would be like the Charlotte character. You know, who's so. in there? Emma Stone. Who else is in that uh, in movie? I never seen the movie. I only seen clips of it. I, 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 oh, I listen really? to the musical. Yeah, I've only listened to the musical. I, I it, when I what's like I only listen to watch the parts of like the things that I like. Like are the, the songs that I like, like the confrontation is one of my favorite songs, like you know, musical songs. So like, so I, so I know that like, um, that's, um, who are the actors, uh, huge Jackman and, uh, <laughs> who's, who, and, uh, who's the guy from, um, Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe and Anne and, Hathaway and Anne Hathaway. Yeah. She's Fantine. She's Fantine. I'm looking is at her right Fantine? now. Hugh Jackman, <laughs> Jean Valjean, Anne Hathaway, oh. Fantine, Russell Crowe as Inspector Javert. Javert. Like, dun, dun, Eddie Redmayne. Dun. Amanda Seyfried is cassette. Mm. Mm. That's what I was thinking. It's a met. So the Amanda plays the one, the character I'm thinking of then. Okay. And Sasha Baron Cohen as uh, the Nardier. The Nardier. Oh gosh. How's that guy get like roles? Like, is he, is he that good of an actor? Like, uh, can you sing? Like, Helena Bonham Carter's in this. Oh yeah. Like, Jean Like, that's a great, that's, a, I, I, I have to admit, I gotta admit, um, those guys can actually sing like, uh, Especially like Hugh Jackman's a good singer, and then, it's not auto. It's not auto tuned. Uh, it's well, you know, I'm sure they. I'm sure they did something, but it's actually really obviously it's nowhere near the uh, stage, the opera yeah. stuff, which yeah. is you know, which the guys have amazing voices. But as a as an actual big actor, you know, and it makes me wonder, like, hey, can I do that? Can I go up there and like and, and be the character now? Like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. It's it's like that Jordan Peele, the the Jordan, uh, the Keenan Jordan Peele, where they do the Led Miz. And like, wait a minute, these guys are actually good singers. Is it because I just go into the motions of doing the song and it sounds good or because they can actually sing? And I'm like, it's like, hey, I can do it. I, I think I can. Yeah, it's a slow book. It's a slow book. Not, Very, not like I said, lie. like it's not, it, it, it's, it's the equivalent of at least three books. So, well, so yeah. it's, so the plot's slow and it's long. So it's like double, this like Super double, long. uh, torturous. And don't forget, also consider one of the, <laughs> one of the great, one of the great novels uh, of what the, uh, of, um, of, isn't it? Is it not yeah. considered one of the great classic liter- yeah. classic literature? Oh yeah. Now I would never give it to students because I would never be like, no student could ever finish that book. Maybe college and maybe and I'm, it's like loosely. Is it one, no way? No is it way. one of the? Is it one of those things where like it's Le Miserable, which is like the reader, like the reader's part of the miserable? Like you, like, like you, you become, like you become miserable <laughs> reading this book. <laughs> It's like, like a, it's a, it's poking fun at you. Like you're. Is you're, that what it is? It's like it's like a, like the joke is like you like by the end you are you are miserable. <laughs> like that's, that's not, which would make sense because the characters are all miserable. I and mean, obviously there's redemption yeah. arcs in it, but like ultimately like you become like miserable. <laughs> Twelve hundred pages, slow, slow, slow pace. You you are the miserable. Yeah. There's all you know, we talk about exposition, man. There's a lot of exposition. You need to know everything oh. about every character in this in this book. 
Well, not, not, not only that, like the history in which it's, uh, in which is, which has just occurred um, oh, yeah. prior to oh, yeah, the yeah. events that were, that are happening. So it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, also, it's wordy. Yeah. I was also kind of, kind of like, kind of disappointed though. It's, it's, you know, it, it talks about the, uh, the Jean Valjean and how his family and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, he's got like a bunch of brothers and sisters they are all young. And I was kind of like, you know, gosh, I was like, I don't want to like be like the writer and say like, I would have made like the, like the, like the daughter, like the youngest sister, like be like the one that's like the pro, you know, like the later on that he uh, saves her. See, right. I, but if, for some reason, like, you know, the right, obviously, oh, I can't, can't dispute him. You know, it's, it's a, the book's a classic, but I feel like I would have made the, the sister have like a little redemption arc in there for the family. But, you know. Not to be, not to be, no, no not to be uh, done. Yeah. See, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change the plot line now. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's get into this Iron Meat, this last uh, segment, All which right. well, probably going to take a little bit of time. Well, it, well, this is a weird one. It's it's, why, a, it's so it, weird. It's, well, it's weird it because like one? when I when I when I was reviewing them, you know, for some reason, and you know, and I, maybe because I was probably drinking like during when I was re- when I was listening to uh, the uh, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden, and I was very like animated, like when I was like listening to the songs, I think I was very hyped about it. But then when I got to like Number of the Beasts. I was like, I kind of slowed down with my review, and then the uh, the, the number ten, I was just like, 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 no, I'm man. Out. like, uh, yeah, I'm like, get me out of here, man. Like, like, like yeah. the the theme is uh, much like the Black Sabbath uh, uh, theme, yeah. lightning strikes twice, but it it will not strike that third time. You <laughs> it can't it cannot strike the third time. Can can we go backwards this backwards this time and start with the uh, with number the ten and go, oh, yeah, and then go back down to. Uh, uh, sure, sure. So, yeah. so the the segment is um, reviewing. So it's Iron Maiden reviewing the first album with the new singer, or with the with the with the different singer. So different singer. Yeah, Iron Maiden's Iron Maiden album with Paul Diano, um, Number of the Beasts with Bruce Dickinson, and then the X Factor with Blaze Bailey. So you want to start with the X Factor. Yeah, let's go with the X Factor first. Yeah, right. you know, obviously it's gonna be like the one that's like the you know has like the my uh, least amount of attention. <laughs> uh, all right, X Factor, Iron Maiden, Blaze Bailey, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, which um, is kind of a, which is really kind of not all that. I mean, technically it's long, it's old, but it's not that old. Right. Um, Blaze Bailey takes over uh, for Bruce Dickinson, who went to do a solo career. Um, and so he was a he was a singer of another band, but I don't know what the other band was. You know the other band? Uh, Blaze Bailey's band? Yeah. No, no idea. No, <laughs> no. I, I, honestly, I'd never heard Blaze. Uh, uh, I'd never heard of Blaze Bailey before he uh, joined Iron Maiden, so I wouldn't know. Um, yeah, and and also like remember, I, I don't like to do like research like on the uh, you know like because because if I know too much, I'm, it's going to change my opinion a little bit. It's like I kind of want to go in there like cold. Okay. I do a little bit of research, um, yeah. And I, I, yeah. if it seems like it's going to influence me, then I try to stick away from it. Yeah. See now, see when we get to the number of the beast, I'll actually know a little bit more about Bruce because I remember from back in the day, like what band he was in prior. <laughs> um. So, um, I lost my train of thought. The, oh, so one of the things you notice about all three of the albums right away is that uh, Steve Harris writes most of the music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, for yeah. for Iron Maiden, so this is one of those ones where you could easily see Bruce Dickinson singing the majority of these songs. I, I literally, I literally, that's and that's one of the big problems that I have with this album. Literally, there's two ways to go with this. Somehow, stick Bruce singing the song, 
are somehow removing the vo- uh, Bailey's vo- vocals, you know, that vocal track. So yeah. that's, you know, which is really a bad, it's really a bad thing to say because they're already, it's already like mentally, you're already going to go in with like, but uh, also let me add, let me add this. I do like the, the, uh, the album that follows this. I mean, well, at least I like several songs on there. So, so there is a possibility that, that Steve can write a song that's so great, yeah. you know, that sounds so cool, that even Blaze, can, his voice, <laughs> you know, even surpasses that. Unfortunately, this album isn't it. So yeah. He does have, a, a, he does have a, a unique voice that doesn't necessarily fit well um, with the Iron Maiden sound. It's, it's, it's the same syndrome that we have with the Black Sabbath and the, <laughs> uh, and the Ian Gillian. It's very similar to that, where you, yeah. you, you, you expect a certain thing from a band, and all of a sudden, they kind of like just throw you into something else with a different vocal, and you're just like, oh, "This is not, you know, this is not supposed to happen here." Like it, it's it's no longer the band that you know and love. It's like Sam Hagar going to Van Halen. It just doesn't make sense. You know? uh, I will say this much though: they the 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 members of Iron Maiden must be extremely well read because they draw from a lot of uh, either historical events, uh, literature. Oh, literature for sure, yeah. And and this is, the album's no, no different than 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 the previous ones. So yeah, we, honestly, honestly for me, I I never looked into the lyrics of songs because that because you know I gotta like a song to really to look into it lyrically. There, there are some that kind of you know you can listen to the lyrics, you hear the lyrics and you're like, wait a minute, this song is about this and this, right? But it's definitely something that I didn't look in, look into word for word. Wait, so so you didn't look at the lyrics for all of these songs from the three albums? Uh, some some of them, okay. some of them. Okay. Some, I didn't not necessarily look into the lyrics, but I know that a lot of them are about some, you know, and I say a lot, but several about war, you know, yeah. stuff in like, you know, you know, it's it's, it's there's a lot of so, uh, social social uh, uh, lyrics in these. Uh, so so this some of the historical background on this album, which I did do the research on. Um, Steve Harris wrote a lot of this stuff and actually it's one of the few albums that there's a lot of co-writing credit on it with the Blaze Bailey um, well, so he did co-write it, some of those it's, songs. it's funny that you mentioned that because like uh, in a couple of my reviews I'm like wait wait did Steve write this like <laughs> there's no way he wrote this so like <laughs> Um, and so Steve so, so Steve Harris was going through a horrible divorce uh, during oh, this boy. time and so when you look at the lyrics there are dark there are darker theme songs here than uh, than some of the other ones uh, some of the other albums so um the first track sign of the cross long yeah. song it's 11 minutes uh and 11, 11 oh, minutes yeah. And super seconds. yeah that's the other thing this album is really long it's like an hour and it's like an hour and 11 minutes i think i saw it's 70 70 minutes and 54 seconds it's super long it's like 11 tracks so it, yeah it's definitely beyond the uh the maiden maiden spectrum of uh yeah so what, anything with the, about the opening song? Um, yeah. So so this one, it I do like the intro to it. I mean, you know, it's you know, it's got that Iron Man. It's got like that. I think I believe it's Latin, and they're like they hear like a chanting. Yeah, kind of has like that. It has that typical like you know, it's like it's got that maiden sound. And then I think I put like I think it was I think I, my thing was like you know the first the first two two thirty of the song are they're actually pretty good, and then blaze opens his mouth <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like i was, was and, 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 and i put in which, which you had mentioned earlier and then I go, and I, and I and i feel that this is probably meant for bruce to sing yeah and then i go and then i put it's it's a whole ian gillen thing all over again like yeah you know, it's like yeah you can easily, definitely easily see bruce singing this song oh yeah absolutely uh, abso- yeah absolutely 
Yeah, there's definitely about, I would say about half of these songs were definitely meant for Bruce. And I think, and probably like, and probably the rest were either changed to like, hey, we got to change a little, we got to take because, and this will go to the uh, the first two albums where it mentions that songs were written for Paul and songs were written for Bruce. You know, it's just the way it is. You can't have like one song and then both guys can do it. You just can't, you know, right. it's, it's meant to accentuate the voices. So, yeah. So it's a long song. It has yeah, some uh, super religious, long. religious themed um, oh, I th- oh, I thought it was like a play on the uh, the sign of the Southern Cross and like other songs like that. <laughs> Next song, Lord of the Flies, which is obviously a reference to the uh, is it yeah, William Golding is the author of uh, Lord of the Flies? Not sure. I did see the <clears throat> I saw one of the movies, but I never read the book. Oh yeah, I read the <clears throat> book a few times back in the day. Yeah, I th- and if, yeah. For this one, I for this one, I thought it actually it, it's kind of weird because it doesn't sound like a like a Steve Harris Iron Maiden song. So I'm I, this might be one of the songs that he didn't write. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, it, it has co-writing credit on it, so it's, so it's not, co-writing because it yeah. definitely doesn't sound like his normal, like that you know, high bass and just like you know, yeah. And then also, this I think this is the first song where Blaze starts doing the ooh, like that whole ooh thing that 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 Bruce would you know he he mastered that thing. You know, when it comes to like that ooh sound, Bruce was a master of that, and then Blaze does it. And it's just like, oh, yeah, it's just kind of like he's just literally reading the lyric that, you know, that like I just made like Steve or whoever wrote the song, like, okay, this is the part where you do the, uh, and it's like, oh, it winds up being like Ian Gillen doing the, the, uh, also a lot of repetitive lyrics. I mean, I know Iron Man, yeah. that's Iron Man's thing. Iron Man's like it, it constantly doing the repeated, repeated um, um, lyric over and over again. And there's yeah. a lot of it on this though. So it's yeah. like, it's a, it's a, to, to me, it's just like, we're going to just phone it in. We're, we're going to, we're going to phone in. Yeah. I think I, I think I put that down where I, like, I think I put it, it's like one of the songs like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, I think Steve, I think he actually left. And like, it's just like, oh yeah, you guys finished the album. I'm, I'm out of here. This guy was sad, man. Going through divorce. <laughs> and then the, the next, yeah. then the next song is probably my favorite song on the album, that man on the edge yeah. song. Which, oh, yeah, 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 which yeah, actually yeah. Does, actually doesn't have a Steve Harris writing credit on it. It's, really? Because uh, yeah, the song Bailey. definitely sounds like, because I definitely put like, it, it sounds like it's, it's, a, it's not a song for Bruce, but I guess you're right though. It's, it's probably, it was probably, he wrote it for himself maybe? Maybe. And basically it's a good song. It's this guy going. Yeah, crazy. I actually put like, this is like, yeah, this, I put, this is one, this is one of like the, the, the tolerable songs on the album. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I I did a little bit of cheating because I, I guess I, I look at my lyrics on this website called genius.com or something like that. Right. It has all the lyrics, but it will tell you some of the backstory to the song. So okay. suppose, supposedly this song is based on that movie Falling Down uh, with the uh, with uh, Michael Douglas. Remember the oh, old I like movie? that movie. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie. So this that's song a, is yeah. supposedly based on that movie. Really? Ooh. Yeah. yeah a, I do like the, that movie. If you think about the lyrics, they kind of tie in nicely to the. But I'm gonna have to, re- have to recheck that out then. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, and and I remember, I, I know you like this one, so I was like, oh yeah, th- yeah, this is this is this is John's song. I know he likes this one. Yeah, the two songs that are tolerable for me with the the Blaze Bailey stuff is uh, "Man on the Edge" and "Virus," which I think yeah. is a, oh, a right, B, it might be a VB side, a B side yeah. to a single from the next album, from one of the releases on the next album. Uh, yeah, um, fortunes yeah. of war is next yeah it's another one i put that starts off pretty good starts off decent it's, it's got that 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 typical maiden intro yep. yep yeah but then yeah then i think i put the also like in also blaze starts going back to the ooh, that whole like uh you know and it's just, yeah it's an, also another song that sounds like it was meant for uh for bruce yeah so, it, is, yeah. it is a steve harris uh written yeah. uh track 
And it's yeah. basically a PTSD, like the for you know the the fortunes of war, or basically oh, yeah, yeah. all the mental yeah. stuff you come home with after after the war is done. Um, next one, look for look for the truth. Um, yeah, the only one, the only the only uh, note I put for this was like that the uh, the tempo like annoyed me on the song. It's a it's a it's a slower song, I think. Gosh, I'm not even sure. I just I was just like, oh yeah, it's just like, oh man, this temple's just not like it. Probably another one that did, did Steve write that one, or is it? It's a, no him? co-written. It's Steve Blaze Bailey and yeah. someone else who I don't know. I don't know who the other guy. Probably one of the other band members that are not like part of the original lineup. Oh, yeah, because it just it doesn't have that typical. I mean, you know, it's like Steve has that that sound. Like you know, it's Iron Maiden. It's just like yeah, it's, it's kind of like like what's going on here? Like who's that? Who's adding those extra notes in there? <laughs> Uh, let's see. Then we have uh, the aftermath. Yeah, it's another one I put. Another temple that makes me think Steve is bored, and he's probably he probably went to the can. So it's like, yeah. So here's the oh, so some of these are written by Janik Gers is one of the guitarists. No idea. Oh, no idea who that is. Um, but here's the other thing about this album, and I'm not, not quite sure if you you noticed it. A lot of the lot of the the music, and in particular, like the, the guitar parts. Kind of remind me of Queensryche, like slower Queensryche. I think so. Some really? of the stuff, some of the stuff sounds like uh, "Take Hold of the Flame." I kept like, on, like doom, saying doom, <laughs> doom, doom. Wait, are you don't tell me, don't tell me what this guy's from uh, from Queensryche because that'd be crazy if he is. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, oh. like, it, like a lot of the guitar work, <laughs> a lot of the guitar work reminded me of uh, "Take Hold of the Flame." You have to go back and oh. listen to this and see. Like, I thought you were some... gonna say like this is the guitar player from Queensryche. No, no, I, like, I wouldn't know. That would be crazy. Now I'd be like, well, let me go back and listen to that again. Like, you know. So, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it, it's, a lot of it's just uninspired, honestly. It's just, uh, yeah, we need to get I through it. I absolutely agree. I agree. We, we need to release an album, man. We need to go on tour. We're going to put something yeah. together. And it's also, like I said, it could have been for, like, a lot of the songs were written for Bruce, and then they just have to read, like, redo the stuff. Bruce is gone. Got to get over that. Got to get over his voice. It's over. Got a new dude, but the guy sounds. He's got a got a heavy. He's got a. I don't even know what his uh, his range is. But he got this new guy, and he kind of sounds like Ian Gillen. He's got to you know, got to change the songs up a little bit. Yeah, so I put I put down the aftermath. Sounds like a take hold of the flame. Really, I'm not gonna listen to that again. <laughs> That's actually a great song, but if you're gonna copy yeah, it is song, a great song. Like a, doom, 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 doom. And that, so the aftermath's about uh, about uh, war. A lot of, we see a lot of war themes. A lot of these Iron songs Man. are about war. Literally, like it's like. <clears throat> then you have Judgment of Heaven, which is basically a uh, guy reflecting on his life. Who's depressed, yeah, actually, yeah, suicidal. This is this is the one that this is a song that okay. So like, yeah, so I had put down for the Judgment. It's like it's another. It's probably another song that was meant for Bruce. And it's like uh, it's not bad. It's like, but not bad. It's probably the only one I could see that Bruce actually singing. In concert in live, and obviously the one that he does is the Klansman. But uh, I can I, mean, I can see him doing this too somewhere. You know, maybe in one of one of the song tours or one of the tours. Yeah, he did record some of these songs um, when he rejoined. Oh, oh. When oh he rejoined. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm not sure which ones he did besides the Klansman, but he did Klansman, record some yeah. of these uh, some of these songs. Okay, there you go. Uh, then we have "Blood on the World's Hands." Oof, man, this has a really bad intro to it. This this can be a Steve. This this cannot be a Steve it Harris is. intro. It is. It oh, is. it's it's really bad. Yeah, it's really. 
and basically the yeah. hopelessness of the world. I mean, it's uh, is it's that what it's about? Because I yeah, because I put painful song. intro. Who wrote that? Pretty bad all around. It's like it's it, it has like a it's like a weird like thing going on to it. Definitely that, that's definitely not like a you know like a. I mean, I mean, Steve Harris has done like weird stuff like writing. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna go back. We're gonna go to the uh, to Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden, which has some weird like you know guitar stuff in there. But it winds up being like good and cool. This is like the opposite of that. Like, I'm gonna try some weird stuff. It's not gonna work out. And then, uh, shot surprising to me once I read the lyrics. The Edge of Darkness is basically apocalypse oh, I, now. Oh, so yeah. So my 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 two word thing apocalypse now. It's like literally, <laughs> it's literally apocalypse now. And, now, and obviously because because it even has the ending with the helicopters and they're like you could hear like in the background. Well, how is it that they can write a song based on a movie? They don't own that. They don't own that. Um, do, you, do you have to pay? Do you have to pay something? No, I don't think so. Not what you can't well, write a song. Well, actually, based on... actually, you, know, you might be right because remember that. Remember we were talking about um, about how when they did the uh, the to tame a land, it's based on Dune, and and on their original vinyls, they actually called the song Dune, and then they contacted the Frank uh, Hebert. Herbert to uh, to ask him if hey is it okay and like he's like no like like forget you guys and they, they, so they changed the, they had to change the name of the song so apparently you do have to have some permission. Well, because so they mentioned you know obviously Heart of Darkness, which is one of the books we read this year. Oh, exactly, and, exactly. Yeah. So that's probably public domain now because it's such an old novel. Oh, but that's the true. That but the true. movie isn't public domain, so. Yeah, and and they recite they're reciting that one line from the movie "Terminate with Extreme Prejudice." I mean, they're using quotes yeah. from the yeah. movie. Yeah, this is the one, and we're talking about lyrics and like how like I can hear certain things. I'm like, wait a minute, this song's about apocalypse now. Like it's like literally like uh, it's like 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 I recognize that. Like I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's basically saying, you know, he it's basically told through the Martin Sheen character. Um, the what's the what's the Martin Sheen character's name? I forget. I, I forgot. I just know yeah. Colonel Kurtz. Like that's the only one I know. Yeah, the, the Marlon Brando character. <clears throat> it's been a while. So it's basically told through his point of view where he gets a mission and he has to go uh, terminate uh, Colonel Kurt because he's gone crazy. And uh, yeah. and it really just tells, the, it's a song that tells that story. Yeah, it's not a bad song either. It's just, yeah, you're right though. It's basically, it's a, it's the apocalypse. It's and probably, you know, maybe if, maybe if Bruce did this, it would probably be like a, you know, like a, a, a telling of a book song <laughs> or, you know. Then we have 2 a.m., which is another kind of uh, uninspired. Well, yeah, my 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 thing of it was time to go to sleep. Put me out of my misery. Like, it's, <laughs> like, it's like it's I mean, it's not I mean, it's not like super bad, but it's just like it's like uninspired and time to like Steve is like, ah, I got to get out of here, man. Like, you know, session's over, dudes. Let's go. And it's basically a song about a guy who's who who feels like he should have more in life than what he has. So it's another one of those downer songs where it's reflecting as like this. I'm supposed to be better than this, but I'm not. Okay. Um, and again, the unbeliever, the last song on the album, again oh, the same boy. thing. Yeah, the unbeliever is a weird one because for, this is the song that like this is the song that challenges Blaze's voice, <laughs> and holy crap, man, it's it's so weird. The dude's voice like cracks like in the song, like uh, like and I can't remember what the lyric is. Gosh, and, and also has a bad the intro on in the song is really weird it's like not all that good but it's, I, even, I even marked it down when his voice cracked and I, I put at around two point at around two minutes and 24 seconds he like you could hear like his voice just like break apart and then he keeps repeating it over again and it sounds a little bit better the next time around but it's like 
he like is literally just i can you know it's like a karaoke thing and you're just like you know it's like hey like hey, hey, steve are you not gonna are you gonna let that go by yeah whatever let's get out of here man it's just like why my wife's leaving me <laughs> yeah yeah actually i think i think that's like to me this is like the worst song on the whole album so uh it's a it's a it's not a very good album um and it's a, and oddly enough it's like almost doubled the the length of time for the other album you put the two uh, the first two albums together and it's equal to the length of this album it's a long album. The, um, it's tough. the one that came after this, it's it's um, longer. No, no, no. I mean, if you add uh, Iron Maiden and Number of the Beast together, oh, the running it. time I, is equal to this I one. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's a super long album. You would think with a new singer, hey, let's 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 ease everybody into this new <laughs> singer. Let's be like, let's let's let them sing a little bit and just make it more. You know, have like you know Steve bass, everybody a uh, Dave guitars. Uh, Nico, or is it Nico McBain? Wait, no, it's not Nico. It's Nico McBain. Yeah, yeah. Nico McBain. The, the yeah, like, and if, you know, let's, uh, but let's just have Blaze just like ease them in slowly. No, it's like 11 minutes, like in that first track, 11 minutes long, man. Oh, man. It's a, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough yeah. album to listen to. Yeah. Which is weird because I do like some of those songs in the second album, but I, I, I think I know why too. The, when I first heard, I think the first time I heard the, uh, the, the Klansman, was Bruce Dickinson singing the Klansman, and that wow. was at that one, that one, uh, and it was a, it was like a gr- a beautiful you know experience of him singing the song that I'd never heard before, and it was great. And he has you know has a Scottish flag, he's running around. It's like wow, this is a really good song. And then I you know I heard it with the Blaze Bailey version. And I go okay, it makes sense. I I can I I get it now. You know, it's like you know I I get why this is a good song. And then I heard and then I heard him doing the acoustic version of the Future Reel. Now, you know, I, I, I like this uh, acoustic version. Maybe you should just be doing acoustic stuff. And I do like that. <laughs> so that's that mess, uh, that train wreck of an album. Um, so if you want, you want to do Iron Maiden or Number of the Beast? Oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go just come all the way backwards. So we'll go to Number, number, number of the Beast. Uh, oh, Number of the Beast next. Okay. Yes, let's Number of the Beast. Reverse order. All right, so Number of the Beast, first album, Bruce, Bruce Dickinson, released in 1982. Um, oh, yeah. Are we doing another beer too? Yeah, yeah. We have let's two more beers, so yeah, let's go for it. What do you get? What are you gonna? What are you gonna pull? Uh, it's, well, we only have two two here now, so it's either gonna yeah. be the uh, theorem or or the uh, Hardywood. There's a reason why we don't do all stout shows, by the way. <laughs> exactly. There has to be like some some uh, uh, Berliner vices in there. Yeah, you some lower level. Yeah, you got to break up with an IPA, just like the palate too. So not just the booziness, but the but the flavor profiles. I'm gonna go with the fundamental theorem. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, and I believe this is also twenty percenter. God, I can't see anything. But to put my lights on. These lids are starting to come off easier. I, I assume like the alcohol is, is dulling the pain in my hands. Or like making you stronger. <laughs> <laughs> like more stronger, more faster. All right, here we go. Bottle Logic Brewing, Fundamental Theorem, uh, 2019, uh, four times aged in bourbon barrels. I don't know what that means. Uh, 20.59 alcohol uh, by volume. 2019 wow yeah also uh 
really nice looking uh, cardboard box that they that they put the bottles in. That was actually bad for the uh, for the individual buying the beer. <laughs> you tell that story. We always tell. Yeah, that we bit. always tell that story. <laughs> Great looking box. Unfortunately, bad design. So the story. The story is. Um... At week of logic where everyone's picking up their fundamental theorem and the and it was in a like a hexagonal cardboard box that the top slid off of it and so if you were carrying it by the top and like apparently this one this one uh, i guess couple was doing the uh the top slid off and then the, and then the bottle broke and and everyone was like yeah was sad very, very poor, very poor design. Great, I mean, great looking box. Very poor design, though. Yeah, I actually have the box right there. All oh right. yeah, you have the box. I saw it. I was like, I just, I, that's why I had like that little like, oh no, <laughs> flashbacks. Cheers. Yeah. Prosit. Oops, smell the booze. Oh yeah, I'm feeling that one. That's good. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely different from the um, from the chocolate ring. Better. It definitely has that more. That fundamental observation, vanilla issue. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Definitely better than the uh, chocolate rain. Yeah, as far as holding yeah, up over the years. Yeah. All right, here we go. Number of the Beast, Bruce Dickinson, 1982. Again, yeah. most of these songs are written by uh, Steve Harris. Right. And, um, supposedly, supposedly Bruce has like a little, he has some influence in these songs, even though he couldn't say it because yet they believe he was still contracted to his old oh. band, Samson. Yeah. So yeah. What do you know about the Samson band? Uh I've I've heard them back in the day, but it wasn't really you know I was never really a fan of Bruce's solo stuff, but with the with the with the exception of a couple of songs, but I was really never a big fan of that. Does he ever work that solo stuff into the con the Iron Maiden concerts or like I think he has. It? I think he has. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a there's a couple of songs that I do. Gosh, and I'm trying to think of the name of the song. I can't remember, but yeah, he's definitely done a couple of songs that were okay. Samson stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and also back in the day, this is one of those as a kid, 1982. This is one of like the the uh, the cassette tapes that I owned as a kid. And this has a, a very iconic album cover. Oh yeah, a controversial, oh, a controversial, absolutely. Uh, absolutely album cover. This is the one that yeah. has um, the devil uh, being controlled via puppet strings by Eddie, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Eddie. Eddie's large. He's controlling a smaller devil, and then the the devil is controlling a smaller Eddie. So it's kind of like a it's kind of like a like a cycle, like you know that. And which I guess was the whole point of it. Was but and it's I think I believe it's also based on another piece of art. If I'm not mistaken, oh, it? it's based. Yeah, it's it's based on a, on a I don't know. It's a more it's a famous piece of art, but it's based on another piece of art. So yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that part of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, obviously back in the day we had this I've had this shirt like probably several times over, like you know, different variations on it. So uh this so one of the things I did read was that um when Steve Harris was writing the music for Paul Diano and then once he left, he realized that Bruce could do more with his voice than exactly. Paul Diano could. So he was pleased that he could actually write you know more intense songs because of the vocal range that Bruce Dickinson had. Yeah, and that's, that goes back to what we're talking about with the with the uh, the last album that uh, Steve obviously does write for the singer. So you know he knew like you know it's like hey this guy can actually do more. So let's uh, let's add more to this to this song. So the first track is Invaders, which you which is, just recently sent me the lyrics this, to, which I hadn't really, yeah. really paid attention yeah. to previously. 
exactly yeah what the also the other weird thing about the about the this album too is that um which i just lost my train of thought never mind i'll, I'll remember i'll remember <laughs> as you go by oh, so, oh no I, I know the that this album is kind of like backwards almost it's one of those weird albums where side one is aren't, aren't the quote-unquote big tracks right so that's kind of weird yeah well when you think this of is side, side one when you think of side two, it has Number of the Beast, Run to the Hills, exactly. and How Will Be Their Name. Exactly, exactly. This is a weird one where it's like, <laughs> hey, like, let's give you some of our, like, you know, we're going to mess around, and then we're going to, like, hit you in the face with, like, the big tracks. Yeah, it's actually pretty, uh, I haven't really thought about that. Oh, yeah, it's different, yeah. Invaders is a great opening song, though. Don't don't get me wrong. Uh, and mm. it's basically uh, a battle of the uh, Vikings versus the Saxons, and oh, the yeah. Saxons oh, yeah. getting their asses handed to them, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, definitely. Yeah, the Vikings are definitely up there, like with one of the first like Viking songs. Obviously, immigrant songs got to be like the the oldest that I remember listening to, but definitely like one of those like early Viking pro like not say pro Viking, but Viking theme songs. Yeah, great song. Very good song. Fast. Um, short. Three minutes and twenty seconds. Yeah, exactly. And that's where the and that's what and I believe that's the way Iron Man songs should be, unless they're like opuses, like magnums, <laughs> like, you know, like but Empire of the Clouds. Exactly. See, that's see, it, see, that makes sense. You know, some songs should be. You know, if you know it's gonna be like, yeah, it's gonna be like a quick like butt kicker, Steve Harris pounding away on the bass. Then it's then it makes sense to make it short. You know, get in, get out. Yeah, so I, I put a note on this. this is like classic uh, maiden storytelling. Uh, they do they do a pretty wonderful job of telling stories in, in their songs. So this one's a, a, a definitely a good example of that that storytelling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then you have Children of the Damned next. Yeah, I was I, I was kind of I was kind of goofing on this when I was listening to it because because it, it's not really one of my favorite maiden songs because it kind of has it because it has you know it really I, and I I believe as a kid I used to joke about this too that it's basically like Children of the Sea. And it's just kind of like they're just kind of like doing like a like maybe like a metal parody of the of the song, you know. But but I'm like probably Steve was probably like you know listening to like Sabbath at the time when he you know if he wrote it, it's like you know it's it's not a bad song. It's a great. It's a good song, but it's definitely got those elements of Black Sabbath and they're like children of you know. It's like wait a minute, is this like a children of sea? Come on. So it's basically the story of a man being burned. It's like a dead man. It's a man being burned to death. Right. 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 All right, then oh, you no, have... no, 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 no. The Children of the Dam. This is based on the uh, that movie. The, the... Uh, with those with, the, with those kids with the blonde with the with the the alien kids. The uh, village of the from, damned. The village of the dam. I believe. Yeah. I believe this is the. Yeah, I believe this is based on that. If I'm not okay. mistaken. Yeah. But uh... I know. I know darn well. This is like it's. It sounds too too similar to you know that Steve was not listening <laughs> to like Black Sabbath when he wrote this. Uh, the prisoner is the next song. Then yeah, it has the prisoner. The prisoner is probably my. This is gonna be my part of my favorite song on this um, on the on the first side. Yeah, I know. I know it's gonna be shocking because you're gonna be like, wait a minute, that's this also has the other song on there. But no, actually, I like the prisoner. I like that because I because as I was all, I was I used to I remember watching the old school series, the prisoner, back in the day as a kid. You know, it was like I think it was like a black and white TV. Is series. that what the is that what the excerpt's from? Is it from the TV yeah the show? Uh, yeah you, you're not a prisoner you yeah know, a free man and then he laughs like <laughs> like it's like no you're not like you're just like you're just a part of the, the system that that was great especially as a kid listening there like oh it's like wait a minute it's, you know as a kid who was starting to get more into punk it's like wait a minute no I'm not like I'm a free man like let me go like you know great song I love it uh, and then you have 22 Acacia Avenue yeah which yeah. I had no idea was basically Charlotte the Harlot Part Two what. I no, come on. Come I didn't on. know that. I, knew that. 
I didn't know that. Really? I, I, you know, I, you know, it's funny because we I listen to the songs, yeah. but I don't really pay attention to the lyrics most of the time. I realize. And but he so, mentioned Charlotte's song. I like, know. Just it. I know. I know. I know. So <laughs> so when we do these these analysis, I, then I actually oh, yeah, go yeah. back and I look at the lyrics, and then clearly. It's kind of a, a story told from two sides. One, like, you know, go get your kicks from the whorehouse. And then the other one is someone who's in love with Charlotte and trying to get her out. Right. Is what the song is what the song's about. Yeah. <laughs> but, I've I've always had a problem, even even with Charlotte and Harlot. Like I'm you know, it's not a subject matter that I like. Yeah. So definitely <laughs> when it comes to these two songs, like 22 Acacia Avenue. It's a hard song to listen to just because of subject matter. It's like it's just so like, oh gosh, it gives me like like weird like feelings. In it. <laughs> Why is that? Because it's prostitution. It's, it's, it's about a, like it's about prostitution. It's just like it's it's also very similar to the Le Miz. You know, it's like wait a minute, oh, is, yeah. this, like, is this character in Le Miz? Is Charmant <laughs> really? I think she's in there somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah, and so it's a it's the whole you know that's the part two ultimately. Oh yeah, um, yeah, Charlotte the Harlot, yeah, <laughs> and mentions her by name. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, good song, good song. I would say my, my yeah. favorite song on this side is Invaders. Though now, no, my favorite song on this is definitely The Prisoner. Really? So that's a yeah. It's a song that I would have flipped over into the second one because I, I would have changed. I would have changed the song from the second second mm-hmm. side over to with with the Prisoner. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then then side two starts out with that. Yeah, uh, here we go. So side two <laughs> is really to you. This, <laughs> yeah, that's that is really probably the first. That's I think it's a. I want to say it's the first. It's not the first, but definitely that song that you know might put that cassette tape on, and you hear like that opening, the the revelations opening. It's like it just like it's like wait a minute, what's going on here? Like this is evil. <laughs> this is like this is like TBN. This is like they told me not to listen to this. <laughs> I, and it really, it really doesn't get any better than the song for oh, Iron Maiden. Oh yeah, well, yeah, it's it's very iconic. It's just that whole, you know, that you know, the guitar, you know, the right Steve Harris is like that whole. I mean, so literally, it's what it's super classic. Uh, and so then it's, it's a story about a guy. I guess he's kind of uh, seeing these demons manifest. I mean, but the 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 outro is kind of interesting though because the intro and it kind of reminded me of like a hereditary. I'm coming back. Yeah, I will return. <laughs> it's like the Antichrist. Possess your, oh, I should say. <laughs> now possess your body and I'll make you burn. It's uh, power. It's Great uh, song, classic. What's the, what's the demon? <laughs> it's Pazuzu. Oh, uh, is it Pazuzu or is it Pazuzu? Pazuzu. Uh, <laughs> Who's who's the exorcist? Um, who's yeah? Who's the one from the from the one movie we saw? The uh, oh. there's too many of them. Like yeah, but yeah, the the actress is interesting just because now you see the side of uh, you hear like the Antichrist coming back and uh, and taking control. Yeah. Great, great song. song, and also great a great song too. Also because the way the intro is with the with the revelations, the guys doing it. And apparently, like I remember it's back in the day that um, they wanted to get Vincent Price to do the intro. Oh, okay. so they so they couldn't get him. Apparently, he wanted too much money, <laughs> and they had to get like this guy, which which is fine because it really. But it would it would have been funny hearing Brit. You know, imagine Vincent Price saying that. Well, to you, Earth and Sea. You know, with the, with that with that voice. You know, that would have been pretty funny too. So Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson could afford him, but uh, Iron Maiden couldn't. Oh yeah, come on, Iron Maiden. I mean, think about it. It was like you know they're barely getting famous, so it's like uh, yeah, we, it's like you can't afford me. Because like, doesn't he do Thriller? Doesn't he do like the Thriller? I think he does. You're right. I think Vincent he does. Price the does it the, like the Thriller narration. Well, you're right though. Like Michael Jackson could literally throw like like five like a million dollars at him. Like, like hey, like, like hey, Vincent, like like can we can we can we? I need to do, I need you to do this intro. Like I, like I want I once turned down Iron Maiden. 
Uh, and then followed up, following up with the uh, Run to the Hills. I mean, again, another, another Run to the Hills Maiden song. Yeah, another iconic, iconic riff, iconic song. Um, probably it might be the first Iron Maiden song that I actually heard on the radio because I rem- and I remember this because living at the in the old house, the original house that we used to live in. The one, this on the, the, radio. the one that I just researched, I had all the power, the, the, the power plant I was seeing those. those yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is, I, I, apparently, you know, apparently I was listening to it maybe on like, obviously it wasn't the My 690 because they only played Top 40. So it might have been like a KMET or, or, or KLOS. The, uh, KLOS. But I remember when this song first came out and I heard, and I was just kicking back in the front, in the front living room. And I was like, I was just like, wow. Oh, this is like that that um, that doom, that dan 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 dan. Yeah, it was really like just like this is like, and then all then all of a sudden you hear like these like like American like social political like like white man came across the sea. It's like wait 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 a minute, what is he talking about? Like, pain and misery. and misery. Like wait a minute, what's this guy talking about? Is, like, is this an American man like like complaining about like a, or is this like a wait? Wait, these guys are English. Like, yeah, it's a British band talking. It's about a British band the, like uh... it's. And then I start to realize. And then obviously over the years, I'm like wait a minute, like 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 Iron Maiden like like Iron Maiden hates America. Like they like they don't like America. They hate us. <laughs> So and obviously the story is told the the two POVs oh, yeah. from the, both sides, yeah, yeah, the Native Americans and the uh, the settlers, I guess they would be. Oh yeah, yeah, short Great song, song. The, the iconic, short song. iconic song, yeah, and probably the song, probably the song that really got me into me. That's like that's like the one that like even though we used to listen to that in even though we used to listen to the first two albums in junior high, it's really probably that song that really made me just say. Wow, this band is like this is gonna be the band that I it's gonna be this is my band now, Iron Maiden. Well, there, there's something more polished about this album than the next one we're gonna do, the first album by Iron Maiden. Yeah, so but that's, that's also like a reason it's like wait a minute, you know, it's like you you're right, you're 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 right, but it's like there's a reason why that, that first album is a little bit different though. Because of Oh, okay. Production values, yeah. like the way it is. Yeah, but it but it works though. It's it's a raw it's a rawer feel for them but it works oh, yeah. for diano and 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 we also remember it's 19 it was 1980 like like the height of like <laughs> you know punk rock is still you know punk rock you know even though punk rock has been around since like the late like the late 70s it still kind of falls into that whole like punk type thing where it's more raw uh next album gangland which is i think kind of a throwaway I yeah it's yeah I, I i exactly that's exactly what i put it's arguably the weakest track on the album you're right see i would have switched out gangland with the the prisoner and i would have thrown that to make like side side two would have been like one of the greatest like sides of like all time and uh yeah so right, it's, it's, gangland's just kind of like it's dun, dun, like a mob dun, dun, like a mobster dun, dun, dun. yeah it's it, it is kind of like mm-hmm. but, but but imagine gangland being sang by like bruce bailey it would have been off it would have been even worse than it is you know and then, and then of course the last uh, probably you know we oh need to do boy. the we need to do best oh last boy. songs on an album yeah, yeah. Is, arguably yeah arguably the greatest maiden song of all time <laughs> it's literally it's it's iconic it's the magnum opus of of, of Iron Maiden it, I mean it's it's just one of those songs that's just like like it's just like you know like, yeah if you're if you're in a cover band you have to like if you don't if you mess this song up like like you're out like like you guys are out of here. It is. Uh, it is. A, it's well written and musically. Oh, yeah. It works. Dun, 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 dun. I'm waiting. 
also like so so i also put like it's it's a classic it's a classic of ups and downs where it's like you know it's got the slowness but it's also got that and then it goes back and forth where like that it's like up and down it's very very good and i think the last thing i put actually in my notes is like is is this like d minor it's like a d i think this is d minor (laughs) it's like sad but it's a sad song but it's like, but it's like, like you're right. You're, you're, you're riding on a horse, but it's sad. It's like, you know, very good song. And also the subject matter, obviously it's about a guy who's about to like, I think he's about to see the gals. Yeah. So it's like, you know. Um, you've seen those YouTube videos where like people listen to like Iron Maiden for the first time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Everyone's yeah, always yeah. like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh yeah. This song like is wow. The song's great. Yeah. 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 The other, the other one, I, the other one I watch to a lot of, especially for people that are singers is take hold of the flame. Cause oh, like you'll yeah. see singers watch that and they're like, like, what is this? Like, Oh, like this is amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah. I do like watching those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they see yeah, they but, see "Hell Be Thy Name" and they're, they're, everyone's oh, always yeah. impressed with this uh, yeah. with the with and the range. Yeah, this is like I said, like arguably the greatest greatest Iron Maiden song of all time. So it's just like you know, like, yeah, you can't mean, go wrong with that. Literally, three of the three of those yeah. songs that that side two are just iconic. You just can't like you know. Kind of reminds me of that uh, first Van Halen album where you get lucky where like you, you have like three or four like strong, super strong hit songs that are like, that, that always, uh, that will show up on like on the best of yeah. these yeah. three songs and the side two will, will always be part of their best of. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And yeah, exactly. Like you can't, you cannot have those songs on a, on, on a best of, or, or even like a, maybe even a tour, like, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure every tour that I saw, I mean, they played all three of these songs. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are historically, played songs no matter what the tour i uh, don't forget they're coming back we i got tickets to see them next year oh there you go so we'll be, is we'll, that what blaze bailey or is that what the jeez <laughs> the, then the, that, what, wasn't, the, wasn't the big thing like he didn't get inducted to the hall of fame when they got inducted <laughs> like blaze out oh blaze then like i am i am maiden I don't think Iron Maiden is in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, are they? I don't think they are. Even though even though those guys have like so many awards and like <laughs> like albums are all that's that whole that's that whole stupidity. Like it's, a, it's supposed to be Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like what? But Michael Jackson's in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <that's, laughs> what, yeah. What? Hey, like what? Come on. Yeah, and yeah, it's like, that's the Rolling Stone for you too. I mean, it's it's meant to like you know. Come on. So yeah, Iron Maiden. So I'm looking at an article. Iron Maiden and Judas Priest are not in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is so weird. That's like, <laughs> you know, that, that's so that is so weird. Yeah, definitely it seems off. So um, this and it has a high replay value, but I will. You're right. Though, Absolutely. The first, the first side. I mean, it's you listen to it, but you really wait to get to wait to get to the, yeah the, side two, and, I, and I'm pretty sure I wore out that side two. Side two was definitely because I had the cassette. You know, we had to flip it over and put it on dobe and dobly. So yeah, definitely, I definitely wore out side two. Side one was more of like a passing thing. It's like yeah, it's like I don't want to rewind. I can't rewind. It's broken. So I got to play it through. Side side two was just like amazing. It's like once that once you hear that start going on, you're like yes, I'm in now. This is an album for me that has uh, the it is it is on my revolving playlist. Like I'll listen to this album regularly. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic. Uh, uh, we can go back to the first album that we that we did with the Blaze Bailey. You know, when it when it comes to tracks that I have on my uh, heavy metal playlist or my metal quote unquote metal playlist, like zero tracks from that album. <laughs> 
this album has like at least four four tracks on there so it's like yeah you know. uh, i will play that man on the edge periodically i, 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 oh, yeah. I will admit yeah, yeah. i will play yeah that i know man you like that so <laughs> that and, and like i said like, and i said i do admit yeah and I do admit, I do have Blaze Bailey stuff on my on my playlist. It's uh, like I said, I have the uh, the the Klansman on there because there's no there's no studio recording of Bruce singing that song, so I have to have Blaze. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's no studio. Like it's, a, it's all concert, live stuff, like a concert. Like yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. Obviously, of course, there's live stuff, but there's no studio. The actual studio recording is Blaze. So there you go. Alrighty, um, last yeah, album. Great album, great album. A, a part of my uh, childhood. You know, it's you know, I I really can't say enough because of, of how much of an impact it had on me, especially even like socially with friends. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my friends were like, you know, as a kid, or you know, going to uh, switching from from uh, junior high to high school, they're like heavy metal kids. You know, and you know, it's you know, you kind of like you kind of come kind of go with kids who are similar to you. You know, so you know, it's like hey, like hey, like hey, you guys, you guys like Iron Maiden, you guys like Number of the Beast. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, so, you know, yeah, so, you know, it's, and that's, and that's how I met Tony, so. That's when, that's when they went into the, the big, uh, wasn't it like the baseball undershirt, like shirts big back then? <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, 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 those are, those are cool. Mm-hmm. And they had like the, con- like they had like the album covers on them. Oh, and- yeah, those were the best, yeah. Oh, yeah, there was many of those. Uh, oh, yeah. This, and again, you, you really can't get more iconic. This is probably the, probably the most well-known album cover for Iron Maiden, would you say? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say the most iconic. Really? But it's What's... definitely it's definitely up there. Definitely up there. What would you um, say would be more besides me, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden? Yeah, the original and even kill for for me, it's gonna be like oh, yeah, the first two the are axe. more iconic. Yeah, yeah. Well, even the original, just like the like Eddie, like when his first appearance. But you're right. I think I think Killers probably has that more iconic, especially back in the day where they used to use that like as a meme, where, where they used to have they, they would, for some reason, the kid, some kid or somebody, they actually they they would put like at the bottom of the axe, they put the straight cat. So there was like this weird like anti this anti uh, um, like new wave type like thing that was yeah rock, but. It, but it wasn't a rock, but it was more of an, like a new wave thing. Cause like, you know, metal kids were like, Oh, like anti new wave. So let's, so let's have like the head, like the straight cat head on, on the thing. Super popular too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's go. Uh, we ready for the last pour. Oh, you want to switch over? I think we have to do this. We're good about maybe 15 minutes left. And uh, we still we right. have one album left. So we better go into the last one. One, one great album. Boy. So the album this, that defined the whole band. So this is oh, this is a 2017. I think this is your bottle. Isn't this your bottle? Uh is it what is it? This 2017 yeah. Hardywood Appy Apple Brandy Barrel GBS. Which no is idea. the gingerbread style. Yeah, no, no idea. This no isn't idea. your this wasn't one of yours? It's possible, but uh, no idea. Gingerbread stout age and apple brandy barrels. 10.4%. Oh, so we're going down. <laughs> we're funny, we're going down, but it's still a high uh, ABV. Um, oh, this has the IBUs on you in it uh, and the uh, SRM, which is we don't see too much of the SRM. Oh, on, yeah, uh, that's old school. Yeah. So this is a 40 SRM. Hardywood Park, Hardywood Park Craft Brewery in Richmond, Virginia. In this limited edition variant, our gingerbread stout blends in perfect harmony with the cinnamon-kissed oak staves of the apple brandy barrels in which it was matured. 
this barrel aged imperial milk stout. I didn't realize this is a milk stout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This barrel aged imperial milk stout crescendos with notes of honey, chocolate, and fragrant cinnamon. Enjoy. All righty. Yeah, I'm definitely getting that 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 beer strength because I was able to open all four of these other. <laughs> tubs. Oh, you're gonna be filling that tomorrow. Oh yeah, for sure. this. So this is at the Apple Brandy Barrel. All right, here we go. Present. Cheers. Oh yeah. Oh, a lot of a lot of like nutmeg. It's almost like oh, that's yeah. that's seasonal. That Very is, seasonal. That is probably my top pick for today. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'm liking that. Yeah, because it's yeah, very uh, has, clovey. Yeah. Clo- wait, uh, yeah, all spicy. Surprisingly, for five years, uh, the adjuncts are holding up pretty well. <laughs> Man. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I got the, the uh, smoothness from the uh, the lactose. Wait, is lactose still in there? Is like, does that still exist? I, I, so if it's cream, I get a creamy mouth filled. <laughs> you don't have a you don't have a creamy mouth filled to it. Maybe it's the honey. You don't, get um, a, you don't get a creaminess to it. I get I get I get a lot of like allspice. Yeah. The allspice. I'm not really getting the, the like, like the apple brandy barrel, which I have no idea what that would be anyway. So it's like, yeah, I get a lot of allspice in there. Alrighty. So, last but not least, oh yeah, Paul Diano, Iron Media, uh, self-titled, uh, uh, nineteen eighty. Again, most of the stuff written by Steve Harris, uh, and you know, it, you 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 you, it's hard to miss the signature bass playing uh, oh, of yeah. Steve Harris and all of these, and really in all of these albums, but. Have you ever yeah. have you ever hear, li- listened to the those YouTube videos where they take out no. Steve Harris's no. bass? No, you told me about that. Yeah. I, I, I haven't, but yeah, I, I don't need to because you literally listen to Iron Man's song and you can hear it. And obviously, this is his band. You know, like it literally his stuff is always like he has that you you know, you know this is his song. It's driving. It's driving. Oh, yeah, it's very driving. Yeah, without his bass, it's gonna this you're just another heavy metal band. There's a reason why Iron Man is Iron Man. You got to listen to the uh, the bass track pulled off some of these tracks because it's it's a di- it's a different yeah. song. And yeah, Steve, not- Steve, yeah, Steve is definitely one of the better bass players. You may not say like, oh, like technically, you know, his his, you know, he's not all that great. But that's not, the thing about it is his he is a super driving bass player. Yeah, you know, and he's and he's amazing at it. And it's and, and at times it's like blistering fast. It's almost oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and it's very it, prominent. Well, you know, the funny thing, you know, the, it, it's prominent, but for some reason, it's almost kind of subliminal, too, though. Like oh, yeah. When, like when you, when you, when you, again, well, I'll send you some of those clips later on. Um, when you take the bass out and when you hear it back in, it, it's not that noticeable in some of the tracks, but, it, but it's, mm-hmm. a, again, it's driving and it's like, it's almost like a, it is almost like a subliminal pounding. Gosh, that reminds me of uh, of uh, one of the songs that we're going to be doing. Wait, no, actually, it's on the second album. It's like, 
Unchain the colors, and it's like doom, 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 doom. It's like in the background, almost like subliminally, just like pulling and plucking at you. It does really have that weird little pull. Wait, that's uh, Remember Tomorrow. That's on this. That's on is this that album. Yeah. Oh, is that oh, okay? Unchain from again. out of the fire. Yeah, it's yeah. We, yeah, you want to talk about subliminal, like doom, doom, doom. yeah, everything. Well, let's say that little like doom, that that right when right when Paul's like doing that lyric, it's just like that. Doom, 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 doom. It's like he already knows already. Like 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 I already got you suckers. Like you're in. So the All first right, so uh, the first cut is a prowler, <laughs> which is a, which is basically like yeah, a, dun, dun. yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird title. It's like, which which makes sense though. If you really think about the theme of Iron Maiden, it really is about stalking. It's like stalking. Yeah, and like it's like, it's like it's a, a sexual predator. It's like a, <laughs> yeah. it's basically a guy which, getting off in the in the bushes. I which, think. <laughs> which is not all that dissimilar from the Queen's Reich's uh, third album, The Rage for Order, which is about stalking and stuff like that. It's like wait a minute, what's going on here? Like, yeah, uh, this guy's watching someone from the bushes. I, I think I wrote some of the lyrics from some of these songs. Got me feeling myself and reeling around. Got me <laughs> feeling my. Great song. Oh, no. Very yeah. disturbing lyrics. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so, like, so, like, so this is what I put for it. And apparently, I, I had been drinking when I was like, when I actually wrote these notes. So like so my so my thing is like like Steve Harris asserts his dominance <laughs> like a cat on the prowl quote unquote like like right out of the gates like low key oh. badass like like you're right there, like I feel that yeah I'm masturbating in the bushes basically exactly <laughs> wait a minute like what what's he doing over there like 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 I'm thinking like no he's the guy's like probably like yeah you're right like masturbating in the corner of <laughs> like I'm feeling oh. I'm you're right and now i think about it, you're right yeah so I, like i said I, I looked at the lyrics of most of these songs probably for the first time honestly and, and so <laughs> it's uh they're eye-opening um oh yeah to say the least it has a good it has a good riff though all of these songs have good riffs too man it's like the, oh yeah the, it's great the it's a great, great and that's like i say like and i'd say like right off the bat steve harris like tells you like this is my band it's like that bass is just like <laughs> it's like you know it's like it's it's really prominent and you know this is gonna be like a bass heavy band um, i love that song so then so i, I had noticed um on my uh, I, I noticed there was a song missing on my uh, amazon from this album and i think i might have texted you the sanctuary sanctuary yes no. yeah you're right sanctuary's gone yeah sanctuary you're right it's the, same, it's the same for on the spotify sanctuary's gone so when i looked at when i looked at i guess i downloaded the album a few times and i guess the 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 most recent remaster did not include sanctuary but the right. previous remaster had included sanctuary which is why i i, I was like i'm missing a song and I guess hey, Sanctuary. Right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Sanctuary wasn't released um, with the original uh, UK version, right. but it was released right. in the American version. Um, yeah. And then subsequent re releases of that album took it off again for some reason. Yeah. It, it's one of those weird things. And I said, like, as kids, I, you know, as kids, it was like, a, you know, I remember the song Sanctuary from the No. Yeah, and yeah. so I can't find it. I just I had to pull up like a there's a Bruce Dickinson live version of it um, that I found on my Amazon uh, music, yeah. but the, yeah. I can't find it. I can't find a Paul Diano version of it on uh, Amazon. Uh, it is. It's 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 one of those weird. You know, it's best left unsolved. <laughs> it's just like, and that's, that kind of has like a punkish feel to it too. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
Well, well, that's a, a large part of this album. Definitely has that 1980s. You know, anything they talk about Paul Dion was definitely a product of that. Oh, you know that that um, um, drugged up alcohol. I mean, probably an alcoholic uh, punk. You know, thing. So yeah. So so what happened to Paul Diano? They, um, they kicked them out. They kicked them out because of addiction well, issues. Well, yeah, I think that's after the second album. They finally got. I guess he was like failing to, you know, failing to perform his duties, which you know, which happens if you can't perform it in your job. And I guess that used to happen back in the day. And like, man, Steve Harris is like, you know, f this, like, we, oh, we, this probably pit. Oh, absolutely. Steve exactly. Harris, like, a, I can like, see him know. be like a workhorse. Like, hey, man, where are oh, you at? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you want to be, yeah, you want to be a punk. You want to be, you want to go out and take drugs and you know, drink. Or I'm not saying they turn drugs. I, I know he was a big drinker, but you know, you want to go out and have party and do all that stuff. Yeah, you know, not now, now with Iron Maiden, you can't do that with Iron Maiden. It's like that's not the way we work. <laughs> Nigel, Nigel, <laughs> get fire him. <sighs> That's funny. I, I always think uh, I always think um, Spinal Tap is a parody of Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, you know, well, it's a parody of several several. Uh, oh, of I, the I, always, I, I always think of Iron Maiden like as the key like source material. <laughs> like Nigel is. Uh, wait, wait. So Steve Harris would be no. See, that doesn't make sense because like because the main guy is a singer. So if it, if it were the bass player, then it would, then it really would be a parody. I'd be like. Yeah, but like, he's like Derek Smalls, though, I guess, right? He's like the kind of well, like yeah, the behind yeah, the scenes. No, because, he's like, yeah, he's like because the Derek the doesn't do, really do anything. In fact, in fact, yeah, one, one of my favorite, like I said, like one of my favorite lines is when Derek tells him about Stonehenge. Uh, so I, I have a question. Are we going to do Stonehenge tomorrow? No, we're not going to. No, So thought, it really, it's like, it's really about the singer. So. I thought you were going to say, like, I, I'm, I'm lukewarm water. <laughs> I'm like lukewarm water. <laughs> Uh, and then oh, that, so then I remember tomorrow, which is a song you were talking about. Doom, 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 doom. And this, and this is something that I love about this album, and, and also the follow-up album. They can Iron Maiden was able to go from that, yeah. doom, that blistering horse riding rock to these somber sort of slow, like, gosh, I don't even know what it's called slow like melodic. like downbeat yeah yeah exactly melodic melodic stuff. And man, yeah, remember tomorrow? It's just like one of those like weird like like songs that comes out, and you're like, you know, it's just like it's like a different contrast to the first song. It's like it's like you know. It's, so so my thing was like everything slows down, allows Paul to flex his voice. Like then I then I put the tears for somebody from this lonely boy, which is funny because I used to always get that lyric wrong, and I would say from this lonely void. Uh, then I then I wasn't till like like literally like thirty years later. Oh, he says boy, and that's oh, I think that makes more <laughs> I like, sense. No, I like void better though. <laughs> like you, but yeah, but it's but you yeah, wrote it better. This long, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> back in the day, it was like hard to get the lyrics. You know, if you didn't have like if you didn't have like the like the out like the vinyl, and and especially if you know, it, assuming that the that the actual band put the put the lyrics on the vinyl yeah, or the yeah. So it was hard to look. So I used to make everything up. So that's like, so like, so like, I would say like about fifty percent of the Iron Man lyrics were all made up. Uh, I'm just thinking of like how the cassette player, the cassette tapes also had the lyrics. Then the inset oh, you had to pull they did, out, but they were super, super small. Yeah, they, they were like they they tiny. Were <laughs> yeah, they were tiny and smudge. You're right though. You're right. But how the uh, heck did we see those lyrics? Yeah, they were tiny. Yeah. Although like, I don't think I ever had. See, I didn't have this one on 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 a cassette tape. This uh, Tony, I believe Tony had this like the album. The vinyl. But it was just like at, the, at that point, I was already making the lyrics up, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's like, and probably he had already lost like the like the 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 insert on the lyrics. Oh, that must have been like three point font on those cassette tapes. Like, geez, <laughs> there's no way you could read the lyrics of that thing. Uh, 
Great yeah. song. Uh, I definitely song. remember tomorrow allows Paul Paul to to actually sing the song and you know everything's kind of subdued. Although even though it starts off with that doom 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 doom, you know it's like Steve, I have to have my bass come out first, and then Paul, <laughs> you can come in and I'll allow you to sing the song now. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Like, yeah. I can see I can, I can see Steve Harris being a control freak. So I, I, oh, I, absolutely, absolutely. If, if and if he weren't, it would be like a disappointment, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, and then you go back to like the, the another fast tune running. Oh yeah, I mean, another classic, another like like super classic. I have no idea what this song's about though. I was looking at the lyrics. I think like, he might, like a, I think he assaults a, kid, a like... woman or something like that. <laughs> well, it talks <laughs> about L. It's funny because talking about L. A. Which is kind of weird for. for oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, it's talking like, about L. A. Jail. Um, yeah, and he's sixteen LA years County, old. L. A. County Jail. And then it's so. There's a there's a line where it says pulled her at the bottle top, a whiskey dancing a whiskey dancing disco mm-hmm. hop. Now all mm-hmm. the boys are after me. Yeah, and I'm, I'm running I free. I have no idea what those. I uh, did he assault someone? I mean, like he like <laughs> grope a woman, and now like they're all like chasing him. Like I'm running. Like I'm out of here, man. Yeah, I'm running a, free now. <laughs> I'm running free. <laughs> it's a it's a weird. Uh, like, kind of spend weird the night in county jail. <laughs> Listen to <laughs> sirens wave. <laughs> so I weird, mean, we're laughing a, about it. Not to make not song. to make light and joke about you know actually. And obviously, we don't know the story of the song, but I assume, I assume it's about a fight or probably like at a bar. Like you said, like probably at a bar, you know, and they're probably like get, got into a fight in alley. You know, uh, Paul wearing his tight spandex pants are like, an armadillo. You know, probably, like an armadillo. Somebody probably called a, 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 a big, a, you know, a slur and he got into a fight, you know, so. No, the line is pulled her at the bottle top, which I don't know what the hell that means. The whiskey oh, dancing man. disco oh, hop. Now all the boys are whiskey. after me. <laughs> I think it's an assault. Well, yeah, you're, assault. you're right though. Paul, yeah, Paul, Paul, yeah, Paul probably saw somebody like <laughs> dancing, and he, which would actually, which makes sense for, for him getting kicked out of the band. Like, wait a minute, like, like, like Paul's drunk now. We, we need to get rid of him. But he's, <laughs> I'm running free now. I'm running free. So, so my my little uh, thing for the song was like, so so it's like get on that get on that horse, boys. We're running free. <laughs> like like simple, straightforward, bass driven anthem. Yeah, it kind of is because like you know, pull that all aside. It literally is one of those like it's like literally like like a teenage nineteen eighty like you know I'm running free now. So you know you kind of want, you're right though beyond the lyrics, it's like a really a, <laughs> it's a good song. Video. It's a good song. Oh yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. Then you have a, a glimpse into the, Steve Harris's oh, ability boy. to write the epic. Oh yeah, this, that's Phantom of the Opera. Room. Yeah, this is a really weird one because I and, and, and literally every time that Mark and I drink and we start talking. We always mention this song when it comes to Iron Maiden, <laughs> because of, because because of something that I told Mark when, when you know when it, uh, as when it came out, and it's so so basically like I you know I had told Mark and I, I don't I don't even know why or, or when but there's, there's that one part of the song where where it does the and I remember exactly. I had told Mark that that it, it sounded like a devil dancing uh, like on a fret, <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, for some reason, Mark had like he actually like like you know he's like well that's like you know he he actually took it into his head, and it's like and and, and, and I don't know if that's why he became a bass player, but it definitely had like an impact on you know and we always talk about it. we always joke about it and talk about it. Yeah, it's a it's a seven minute and two second song. It's a it's a narrative song. 
and, and Iron Maiden does this recurrently in their music, and it's it's almost like, and I'm, again, I'm not a musician. I don't know anything about music theory or any of that stuff, but it's almost like they put two song, two different songs, and oh, they yeah. put it together oh, oh, exactly. And exactly. It's, a, it's a recurring theme that that Iron Maiden oh, yeah. does. This is this oh, is basically basically right. two songs, different songs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Put together oh, into yeah. one epic song. Yeah. Yeah. They also go well, you know, you know, we talk about going two, they'll also go three or four. So yeah, I like, have that yeah. in my notes too. Like it's like oh, two, yeah. three. And yeah, yeah. All, they yeah, they go, yeah, they go beyond that too. So yeah. And it's and you're right though. Those, it's definitely different songs put together. Yeah. It's almost one of those things where like Steve Harris is comp- I can see him composing and just wherever it's gonna wherever the song's gonna take him, he's gonna go there. And like he yeah. like he is definitely not afraid of like, hey, okay, I, I need to go here now because it, this part demands something different. And yeah. uh, and he's not afraid to like go into a different direction and, and basically create these two or three different songs in one oh, yeah. big oh, epic yeah. song. Yeah, yeah de- definitely one of the classics. And, and also, like you said, like he does he does he does a he does quote unquote allow Dave to actually put some guitar in there, like, you know, to so so it's so it's not completely like a one-sided street for like for uh for uh steve yeah definitely one of like one of those classic like uh just like out of the blue weird songs i i definitely love it one of my favorites so it, it begs the question though like how come the, the steve harris ever sing besides no, like backup uh, vocals back it's probably it's got to be all backup vocals. It's, it, this is not black <laughs> sabbath where you have like all your songs are history. Yeah, no, <laughs> what the I, hell? I, What's I, that? That's from uh, that's like Geezer from, Butler uh, singing. Uh, yeah, from uh, Never Say Die. That's yeah, it's probably Geezer Butler or Bill Ward doing <laughs> the uh, doing the backup. Yeah. All our songs are history now. You because you, you figure, um, you figure he writes all the songs. Why doesn't he try right. singing? He meant like he must he he well, can't sing at all or he, what? I'm I, Steve is Steve is like a I, I assume he's a super smart guy. He knows that he doesn't have like that vocal range. I mean, he's a great bass player. I can do backup vocals, but come on, man. You know, it's like you know, I have my limits. It's like a, it's like a like an ego check thing, right? He checks his ego because you would think you would, yeah exactly exactly you'd, think you'd want to sing everything like hey man like I'm writing this it's my words it's come my on music. but even he knows you know even he knows come on came in which would actually be kind of you know it does make me wonder like yeah come on Steve you got to sing your songs now and probably it's gonna be like run to the hills there's gonna be some secret recordings of him him recording yeah. some of their stuff Doing there's, the God, there's, God, there's God there's got to be come on there's got to be <laughs> in a safe locked away somewhere like there's got to be like See, but the, he's uh, smart he's smart he recordings backup vocals are fine because you can always like you know unless you have although i have to admit like modern day technology allows you to strip out like the the vocals to listen to the backup singers and it really is bad. You talk about like listening to watching videos on YouTube and pulling out like things. I've I have seen videos of backup singers doing stuff, and it really is bad. Where they're sitting there like, oh yeah, and they're you know they're playing their instruments, whether it be the the drums, the bass, the guitar, and they really can't sing for shit. It's just like, excuse me. Uh, so this so this is uh, this is really kind of a glimpse of uh, the the epic the epic oh, song yeah. that made absolutely recurrently visit exactly exactly yeah this is yeah exactly steve steve harris is the mind of steve harris where he he's creating these weird things and and, and he's allowing allowing the guitar player the singer to, to join in on his on his uh bass playing abilities so that that completes side one mm, the, okay that's like um 
This is Kayla West, side, like side two. Like, who was that? Uh, who was that guy's yeah, name? Side two. Um, oh gosh, is that the guy from the uh, from the from the from the Roger Waters album? This is um, oh, what was that guy's name from Radio Chaos? Oh, I forgot that his name. You're, he, had, he had like a really was it Cammy T or Kayla West? Kayla West? No, I think you're right. I think it's Kayla West. This is side two. Gosh. This is side two of. Uh, <laughs> What was that guy's name? Now, now I have to listen to the uh, um, to Radio Chaos now because they got that guy. I could, I, gosh, I, it's right there at the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it. It'll, it'll yeah. come to me. It'll come to me. Side two, Transylvania, which is I kind of just a throwaway instrumental. Although yeah, it's long. Yeah. It's long. It's four minutes and nine seconds. Yeah. So I so like my thing for this is like Dave, Dave and Steve get some work in. Paul takes a bathroom break. It's just like <laughs> or like a heroin, like like like, a, a like I'm out break. of here. Like no, like a heroin. Yeah, break. Or yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm like yeah, I don't, I'm not gonna see that. Paul, he probably went and got some booze and stuff. Yeah, passed out. Like like Paul Daniels passed yeah, out. Like, like I'm gonna go drink over. Here. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a fifth of I'm gonna have a fifth of vodka. I'm gonna go over. Here. <laughs> oh, it's called Transylvania. I have no idea why it's called Transylvania. Yeah. Any uh, any uh, thoughts on why yeah, it's called? Yeah, Transylvania? to me, well, it's basically it's an instrumental, so it's just like yeah. But why call it Trans- why I call it Transylvania? No idea. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, yeah. I never looked it up, and I just assumed it was basically like they're probably just messing around with their instruments. Uh, next song, "Strange World." We go back. We we go back down now. We're yeah, like we're taking song. like a yeah. Yeah. Is this um, the, see, I'm, see, I always like forget like the way this starts off. Like, yeah, I don't the know. only place for we to go. Oh, there you go. So it's just a slow, oh, ponderous. It's a, I, the weird thing about it is, I really love those like down tuned Iron Man songs like this, and and it's weird because like Bruce, it's hard. It's like you don't really see too many with Bruce, but Paul. So in those first two albums, Paul really did this really good. And maybe Steve knew, like, hey, like you know, like, slow it down for Paul. Let him like just do like this like slow you know slow down, and I really like this song. This is like this is one of my favorites. Really? Yeah, I really oh. like this. And then again, then you get to Charlotte the Harlot, which is a fast song, which yeah. is the next song um, on, the, on the list. A Dave, oh yeah, a Dave Murray song. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, I really. I, I guess. I, and again, like I don't pay attention to the lyrics too much, but I was reading that. Uh, Apparently, there's like four of these Charlotte the Harlot songs. No, as far as I, well, maybe after, but two. As far as I know, there's the two. There's the Charlotte the Harlot (laughs) and the Twenty Two Occasion. Anything else after that might be like fan fiction. No, I think I I think I read that like Dave Murray (laughs) from Bruce Bailey or from no, but it's they're Dave Murray written songs that kind of uh, do the Charlotte the Harlot theme. Like like Dave Dave Murray must have been in love with like a prostitute. Something happened. Yeah, there's, there's something going on here. <laughs> well, Charlotte, you got me. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing about this. I'm not a big fan because, because, like, you know, but the 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 thing I wrote for this is, uh, and obviously, I must have been drinking because I was like, like Steve somehow makes prostitution viable. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's in love with, but the, but the character, the main, the narrator, is yeah. in love with Charlotte yeah. the Harley. He's trying to, he's trying to, yeah. you know. He's yeah. like, you love me, but you're out there whoring around making a living. I, I sent you, 
I sent you the lines. The two. Lines. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw them. They're like they're just like very like creepy. Stir- like stir- it's just like wait a minute. Like gosh, this is so bad. It's it's so weird. And it's like like Dave. You know, like Dave. Like what's going on? What's going on? Like Dave. Like what's yeah? Exactly. Is this song like writing about one of your girlfriends? And like you, like you this is the way you see her as or you know? No, is it's it Dave very- Murray in love with the with the prostitute probably. Oh yeah, that's right, Dave. Yeah. It's like yeah, there's a lot of weird Dave? stuff going on in the song. Like, Dave, are you okay? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I will say though, I will say, I definitely like Charlotte the Harlot more than I like Twenty Two Acacia Avenue. Yeah, and, and probably, and I think a lot of it too is because I think I, I think like the way that Paul sings a song where it's kind of more like you know where it's like that Charlotte da na 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 na. It's kind of like more like a sympathetic thing where it's 20 oh, yeah. avenues more like din, 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 din. like if you're feeling that it's like kind of more like aggressive. So yeah, definitely prefer this over the other song. Well, the uh the uh the Charlotte Harlot is basically a guy who's in love with the with the uh with the prostitute. Whereas yeah. 22 Acacia Avenues, you see like both, you see like the John side of it, and you go back to this character who's in love with the with the prostitute. So it is it is a little bit more. It is a little that, bit more aggressive. That's why, that's why I say that I, I'm telling you, this character is based on like a Les Mis character. Les oh. Mis character. I'm, I'm not there yet with the prostitutes. There's a, there is prostitutes well, in well, Les Mis, right? Know, that's, a, that's a big part of the whole thing, though. It's yeah, like everybody's so I'm miserable. Yet. I'm yeah. not there yet, and I don't know enough of the story to know what, how that even plays into it. So, well, see, like, see, like you're saying, like you mentioned the Claudette character. I, I feel like that's really Charlotte, but like, like, hey, like, hey, can we, can we say Claudette? And it's like, you know, it's like, you know, you know, it's like we're talking about that. It's like maybe we can't say that. So it's gonna be Charlotte now. Charlotte is like the it's a character. Uh, well, it does rhyme though, Charlotte the Harlot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so like, wait a minute, because the Lem is. I mean, that's uh, Victor Hugo. That's probably public domain. That's I mean, that's an old. Uh, oh. That's, that's got to be public domain. Which makes me wonder why did why did Iron Man has Iron Man ever done like a Les Mis or... <laughs> next next album that's the next album <laughs> like Les Mis so the Man. line is well Charlotte your drawers are off color too oh because you're making love all day and just the visual Oof. of that's pretty disturbing Oof. I know the vi- exactly I'm thinking about that I know when you said that I was like wait like, oh man jeez oh god yeah. like, like Dave like what's going on what's Dave Dave seriously are you what's okay going on? man you need, <laughs> yeah. you need some uh, you need some downers, Dave. You need some Dave. Uh, and then, of course, it, it ends with the iconic uh, Iron Maiden mm-hmm. song. Literally, literally, my thing, my notes for it. Iconic title track, Anthem. Uh, twenty like time, about time about to kick words, some ass. Like about twenty words of the whole twenty song. words. Like literally, yeah. It's like time to kick some ass. It's like the like one spinal tap. Like if you're not on the nine fifteen, then I'm gonna know what song means, and I'm gonna cry, cry, cry all the way home. All the way home. Like literally twenty words. Like I and this is basically American Psycho. What? <laughs> right it's just like a, it's american psycho it's like Jeez. A, and it's crazy because I, I literally just forgot how like uh, how it actually like starts off like gosh i'm yeah, i'm totally obviously like the booze is getting to me now oh i don't i don't sense that no it's a good it's a good song it's a good song good riff to start off a good way to end the album we we really got to look at like uh like like best ending tracks because oh that's you, true if That's you take, true. A, if you take yeah. a look at the, this Iron Maiden song and you take a look at uh, Hallowed Be Thy Name, I mean, oh yeah, you really, I mean, you really don't get any stronger than those two outro songs. Yeah, and Iron Maiden to me, like you know, being that last track, it definitely sets up like the fact that they can actually make more music. It's like, hey, like 
hey guys like that you know it's like people like you you know it's like it's time for you you guys get in the second album you know so it's like so to me it's like it's like it's one of those things that that's made the band sort of sort of a thing that allows them to have killers although although i guess you can although for hollow be that name i you know because because it's actually filled up with other stuff so it's a little bit different but definitely those like ending tracks are a big thing which doesn't happen with like uh the uh the third with the blades bailey thing which is awful like why do you put like bass up and black sabbath does that too so it's not like it's like a you know oh so killers is that a good album i don't I haven't listened oh to it's a great album it's a great it's a, but it's not it's, it's not better album. than this album um well okay so like if you want if okay so why don't we rate the uh the the, the three albums that we just did like rate them like in rel- relative or one to in, ten it, it, yeah like which one which one which one is your favorite Gosh, and which man. one is the worst well that's easy the expect yeah, is see, clearly the worst album yeah yeah exactly but i'm probably gonna do the wild card and probably say iron maiden iron maiden is a better album than number of the beasts that's not a wild card that's exactly what i would have said oh okay yeah so the, yeah so yeah obviously iron maiden iron maiden is 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 a better album than Number of the Beast, and you know, and, and don't get me wrong, Number of the Beast is a great album. You know, one of the best. Unfortunately, it's because of that first side. It's kind of like, eh, it's kind of like it doesn't move me yeah. as much. Yeah. That first, the you know, the first first Iron Maiden album moves me all the way through. There's very little downtime in that first album. Yeah, you're, and that's exactly it. It's more even. It's more even as far as like the songs. Like you can you can yeah. one goes into the another. There really is no song. I mean, there really isn't any song any song in here I don't like. Honestly, oh yeah, it's yeah. to be the instrumental, I guess, because it's a it's kind of yeah. Transylvania is probably the only one because like it, like I, like I said, like Paul like Paul like went to the toilet. He's like he's probably he's probably drinking a beer. Or I think he's like vomiting in the toilet, vomiting, Jeez. passed out. Like hey, somebody somebody wake somebody wake Paul up. Come on. <laughs> uh, so so I I you know and I have this conversation with uh, Enrique because he loves Killers and I think he likes it oh, better yeah. than Iron. No, Maiden. Killers are great. Yeah, great. Is it album. really? I mean, oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's I'm very similar. Very I'm, similar to, to to the first album. Very similar. I'm looking it's got, the, it's got the, those ups uh, and downs, slow songs. I'm looking at the uh, the tracks. Eyes of March. I mean, even even the, even like the like the killers behind you. Rides of Great March, Wrathchild, Mortar, Another Life, Genghis Khan. Yeah, Geng- Genghis Khan's probably gonna be one of those, it's one. It's another one of those Transylvanias where it's kind of like, oh yeah, Paul Paul went to the bathroom. <laughs> Innocent Exile, Killers, Twilight Zone, Prodigal Sun, Purgatory, and Drifter. Oh, see, Purgatory, I, if I'm not mistaken, Purgatory wasn't on the actual uh, vinyl. That's oh, one okay. of those songs I would get. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that's not on the actual, on the original vinyl. So I, I, I guess I got to listen to that again because uh, I don't remember it being as good as uh, uh, Iron Maiden, the album. It's a great album. It's a great album, but Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden is just like a, it's just, it probably is one of the best. It's not my favorite Iron Maiden album, which is kind of weird and per, and probably annoyed several of my friends from back in the day because they always assumed that I I would pick the old school Paul Diano album. It would be your power slave or uh... no, actually not. Which is funny because like I actually I you know I saw the uh, that tour the, uh, the I saw the Peace of Mind tours or Peace so, of Mind. Would that be would that be your favorite album? It's not. It's actually not. So yeah. What's, yeah. What's... I, yeah. yeah yeah, see, I don't see. I don't want to give it away now because like, if, if we ever do like the uh, the, uh, the best the, of uh, Iron Maiden, uh, ranking yeah, if we ever do order? like the best album by a band, oh, yeah, it's uh, I know you don't, yeah, like which Book is of weird. Life. I know you don't like no, Book no, of yeah. Life. Our book, yeah, of, what is yeah. it called? The Book of the Dead. What is that one called? 
Um, What's the la- last one? Uh, I have no idea because I only like one song on there. So it's like, yeah. what is that one called? And the, I, know, uh, I know we don't like the Senjutsu one that just came out. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I do like that. Although I must say though, I, I I have been listening a lot to that that man that one that the the one concert we went to, that the. Uh, and for I don't know for whatever reason I'll never remember the name of the uh, of the album. It's like it's like the blue cover, where like where like like Eddie's like floating like in the in the uh, the clouds. Book of that's Soul. a book that's of a Soul. great album. The book, n- not the book of no, Souls. Not, not, the that's the album I was trying to remember the name of. Yeah, the Book of Souls has the um, um, Empire the, of the Clouds. You love that song. Empire of the Clouds, a great, uh, the uh, last great Iron Maiden magnum opus. I love that song. Somewhere in time. No, no, nope. Uh, seven Son of Seven Son. No comment. Like, like, no, like, no, 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 no. I'm saying the concert one you said we saw. Oh no, 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 no. Keep like, yeah, keep going, keep going. No prayer for the dying. No, no, prayer to no, dark. No. Brave new no. world. Yes, brave new world. Oh, I see. Yeah, brave new world is that concert we saw, and that album was really good. That's the, the one uh, we saw with Dio and Mortarhead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, what a lineup, huh? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Dio and yeah. Maiden in the same on the same night. Oh yeah. Yeah, that album is. Re- it's a very underrated <clears throat> album. It's a really good album. I gotta tell you, I probably stopped. I probably checked out of Iron Maiden probably power after Power Slave. I don't know much about. Like, yeah, I know, I know yeah. the the songs from oh, like no. the best of. Honestly, honestly, I'm the same way. And then, then I, then I, I kind of got back into them, and it's like you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to like more of the stuff now. And then I started listening, going like, what? You know, it's actually not, it's not that bad. There's some good songs here, and some of these are even better than the old. You know, the stuff that we, you know, it's huh. like, or I wouldn't say better, but as good as. And you know, it's like you know, so so it's like that, and that's why I like the you know one of my my favorite albums came after, and that's why like you know my old friends are like, wait, no, come on, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like like you know, we were already done with Iron Maiden. <laughs> like, how dare you listen to it? <laughs> uh, like I and I think I know like it's like Fear of the Dark. I know the song; it's a great song, but I don't oh, know yeah. what's on oh, that. Yeah. I have no idea what's on that album besides. Yeah, Fear that of the Dark is actually not actually not that bad of an album. That Fear of the Dark. It's a great, it's a great song. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. But I but I couldn't tell you what else is on that album before besides that song. Yeah, the only the only album that really that's probably right up there with the uh, with the uh, Blaze Bailey uh, album ten is the um, is the uh, Dance of Death. That's the only like like album, Iron Maiden album that I really can't can't take can't tolerate. And that's and that's actually with Bruce Dickinson. So it's it's a to me personally, it's a really bad album. <laughs> but any songs that stand out from that? No, the the big one is that one song. It's like it's space. It's like it's got like a French title, and and apparently apparently the the, the pageant pageant doll or something like that. That's like that's oh, like yeah. a big song. In there. That's a like a and war the, like a battle passion deal. Yeah, yeah. That's like and apparently they do that in concert, but that's like the one song. It's like I don't even care. Like the album is so <laughs> bad, I don't even care. <laughs> Looking at the track listing, the wildest dreams, rainmaker, pageant no more lies, Montsegur. Oh yeah, Montsegur. death. Gates of Tomorrow, New Frontier, Passchendaele, yeah, Peace in the Sand, Age of Innocence, The Journeyman. Yeah, that's a yeah, no that's idea. The one album. I would I, I would probably put that like uh, as the second worst main <laughs> album. Yeah. You know? uh, so X Factor would be the worst album. Yeah, X Factor is number one because at least it has Bruce singing the song. So it's like there's some like you know some you know it's like eh you know Bruce is singing the songs you know so there's a little bit of okayness. And then I also don't like the one with the alien. The the um, what was that what was the one with the alien on it? The um, uh, 
um, what's that called? Is that the, the Final uh, Frontier? The Final Frontier, yeah. Although <laughs> I do say I do like I like that first track, the Final Frontier, but it has like that like that long intro, that seven minute thing where it's like it's like no, I don't think that's an alien. On the, I don't think it's an alien. I mean, my thing is something else. I think it's an alien. It's, it's like a beast. Like in space. It's like a no. no. It's like it's is like he's like in space. And the whole like the whole is thing that, of the song is like da na na. That one there? Um, no, that's actually a different cover than the one I gave you. That's a different cover that because remember, remember I gave you the CDs. Yeah. Yeah, it has yeah. like it has like it looks like it has like Eddie like wearing like a space like outfit. And, like the actual song is a good song like that. Da na 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 da na na. Yeah, it's, it's a good song. Enrique, Enrique took those things that I've never seen. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they're in his yeah, possession. And, and plus, it was like a metal tin, so that was cool. <laughs> They have these, uh, they re-released the CDs, like these special edition CDs that have like little Eddie figures for each one. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so I cool. I think I bought, I think I bought one of those for him. Well, um, but I guess it's, I don't know if they re-released all the CDs. Um, Wait, so it has like the actual like cover Eddie's like the, like, so like, like, Hill, like, like Iron like, Maiden, it has like that. They're like, like that. figurines of. Uh, Whoa, that's actually kind of cool. What's the one with the tank on the cover? Isn't there one with the tank on the cover? Oh, that's one that came after the 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 um the one that I said is the best one, or not the best one, but the um. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that might be actually before the the one I'm thinking of. Uh, let's see, Brave is it Brave New World? No, Brave New World. I don't know the Brave. No, Brave New World is the one that we saw. That's a, that's a that's a live one. We matter saw. of life and death. Oh, matter maybe matter of matter life, of and, life death? and death. Yeah, that's the one with the tank. I think. Yeah. Now, Brave New World is that blue cover, like with Eddie Ghost, which is an underrated and a really good album. That has the Wicker Man. See, it's this here. Let me see if we can pull the picture. A Matter of Life at Death Deluxe. It's a. It's like a box with the with the with like an Eddie oh, figurine. Yeah. What? Yeah, and, that's a, pa- actually, that's and a patch. Cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah that's so cool. they re-release these things, and it comes with the CD. It comes with a patch. And it comes like a little, probably a four-inch figurine. Mm. There you go. Oh, you know what's funny? You sent me a picture of the of the beers. Uh, I think it was like the the last set the last set of beers that we're drinking now. Yeah. And I noticed off like in the left side, like you know, looking at the picture, uh, like the thing, I believe what? there was like some like greedy like like, yeah. like thing stuff. <laughs> I was like, like, I was like, what is that? Like, was I was the like, box. Like, there. those box. Uh, like, uh, I, can't, <laughs> I was like I, laughing. Though. I can't like, take them out of the box. I'm like, I'm afraid to that, take them out of the box. Yeah, I looked at. it. I was like, what? Are, why, why is it like McCready in the box over there? Like, I was just laughing. Like, oh man. Yeah. Are there any fights this weekend or now? Uh, as far as I know, no. There, there was a Japanese. Uh, uh, this is a Japanese MMA Tournament? series called Risen. Uh-huh. And, and 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 you know, I wanted to watch it, but it, it had already passed. And, uh, and apparently, they had a bunch of fight old school fighters that are now old. And it's uh, it's a bunch of uh, you know all guy all these guys are old and kind of overweight, and they're fighting young guys who are underweight. Oh, so he had he had two fights of dudes that were thirty pounds plus over the other guy, and, oh, and but what? of course they got, but of course they got their butts kicked regardless because they're older now. Yeah. So you know, but but it but it's weird that you would sanction any fight. You know, with the that's that far in weight class. I think that the big fight next month is that Nganyu and Gane fight. I think is that next month. Really, the heavyweight next big one. Yeah, oh. I think I think it's the next big one in January. 
Yeah, USC's been kind of like low key. Like I haven't really you haven't really heard of any uh like big thing coming up. Well they just they just had the big fight though. I guess that's why. They had to do like a reset. Mm. With the uh Oliveira after the Oliveira uh Poirier fight. Yeah, but that's like that was a what was that like two or three weeks ago? Yeah, like uh, yeah. I'm so I'm, I guess I'm so jaded. You're spoiled. You're spoiled. Yeah, like I need to have come like UFC every week. Yeah, come on, Dana. Come on. Get with it. <laughs> <laughs> like but there's money to be made here. Like like money talks, money talks, B, BS walks. <laughs> uh all right. So uh I think that's it, right? We're man, yeah, how do we do it. three hours? I was like, we have no agenda. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no agenda. Hour and a half. I'm gonna be able to take a nap at three thirty. It's five <laughs> o'clock. I, I have to contact. I, I told Mark. I told Mark that that we'd be done about five. So I'll be oh, like, I'll be go. ready. For, yeah, you're yeah. perfect. All right. Um, this has been Bevon. I'm Leonard. Yeah, I'm Gregory. And happy new year.